0: This is the Joy of Geek. Welcome to the Joy of Geek podcast, episode sixty-eight. I am Rich Lepore, Kevin Schaefer, and we are here to talk about a lot of things. Most notably, the recent release of Ant-Man and the Wasp. Heck yeah! Um, I, a very, very, very needed fun Marvel movie. Yes,
1: especially after the ending of Infinity War. Like, uh, and I, I don't know. Uh, Ant-Man gets a lot of rap, and like, I know the first one was like very well. It had the uh, similar to like Solo, a troubled production with director the original yeah right that great leaving and all that but Despite all that like and I know Jordan is a huge fan of it. I really enjoy that one a lot
0: So I was looking forward to the sequel.
1: Yeah, Um, yeah, me
0: too. It's they're fun movies I think Paul Rudd especially makes it for me and then in this one Evangeline Lilly. Yes, but anyway We will talk about all of that. Um, This one is notable um, from a just I guess interesting media perspective uh, for being the first Marvel movie to have a headliner or co-headliner that's a woman. Yeah. uh, Which is very cool. So that's changing big time coming up in the next couple years. We actually have a news story related to that uh, regarding Scarlett Johansson, who's actually been in some other controversy recently also about movie stuff.
1: Okay. Yeah. With with another with
0: another role, I believe it was her. Yeah. Um, Appropriation, that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, But anyway, um, there's some news about her on that front, and also um, related to Marvel that we'll be talking about. We always talk about news. Um, We'll also talk about some of the stuff we've been checking out. So for uh, for Kevin, I think that's a lot of comics today, right? Sure,
1: a lot of comics as usual. Um, Some TV TV movies as well, and yeah, so it'll
0: be fun. It is just possible that I recently watched one of your favorite movies of all time, Uh and we may just have to talk a little about. My um, refreshed opinions. The uh, fellowship. So uh, we will we will dive into that. Um, that is a quintessential. That is a quintessential uh, geek touchstone. So um, it was. It's important for me to like re dive into that and understand like what. The it fuss is kind of crazy. Out
1: of the podcast, I'm the only one of the three who's a huge Lord of the Rings fan. And, and like, to be called the joy
0: of geek, and for that to be the case. Tough.
1: but but that just going to show you geek culture. It's many different areas. There, even with the most mainstream nerd stuff on Earth, not every geek is going to be into that. And hey, that's okay. And
0: so you know, I'm there's like, always yeah. like there's Star Wars people and there's Star Trek sure. people, and sure. some people like both. And you know, right. it's just uh, it's just like that. Some right. people are into the name in the wind or name of the wind, in name of the wind. Yeah, okay. yeah, cool. yeah. List. Yep. What? All right. Without any further ado, um, why don't we dive into news? And Kevin, being our trusty news editor, why don't you tell okay. us? What you got for us today?
1: Well, on the note of Scarlett Johansson, so as Rich kind of hinted at here, um, so a Black Widow movie has been in development for, at least in talks, for a long time. Ever since, I mean, she made her debut in the second MCU movie um, in Iron Man 2. That was in 2010. Has appeared in, I think, like at least six or seven since then. She's in all the Avengers. Um, she's quintessential, she's out, right? She's a huge role in Winter Soldier. So it was just bound to happen. Um, it was. They, I guess they were just waiting for the right time.
0: I guess. But, um, but a
1: Black Widow movie is finally not only in development, but has landed a director. So and you uh, got the name pulled up. I
0: do. Her name is Kate Shortland. Cool. Uh, she is an Australian filmmaker best known for the Nazi drama Lore. Um, and then she also her most recent movie was Berlin Syndrome in 2017 a thriller that stars Teresa Parker interestingly um, Kate Shortland is not a huge name Um, no not she's very she's very new and in fact the only reason she got the nod to to be the director um, is because Scarlett Johansson happens to be a huge fan Um, right I think I did read that Yeah, yeah. Shortland doesn't even have representation she doesn't even have an agent like she is like Indie. Well, and it's interesting
1: because, you know, the Russo brothers were talked about as, um, short, on the director shortlist, uh, and it's, I mean, they, can, I mean, they directed Winter Soldier and now Infinity War, uh, and Civil War. They were not, I mean, the, their background was, they had original, very indie roots, and, um, then they did, of course, they had Community and, um, what, Arrested Development, I think. Um, and so, And it's interesting that you get, and even, I mean, James Gunn has, like, much more, and he he was not a big name at all until Guardians. And so I like that approach where Marvel takes kind of like a, um, they see the potential and they see kind of, okay, what, because even though, like, the main plot lines are very similar across the MCU, it's, each one kind of has a different style, lends itself to a particular um, directorial style, and the, I, I, Kevin Feige just knows kind of how to pick out... I was just going to say,
0: exactly. it all filters back to the ongoing narrative that Kevin Feige's a fucking yeah. genius. Yeah. I no mean, st- simply put, talk, we're going to be talking about Ant-Man and the Wasp and Ant-Man today, and Peyton Reed was yeah. brought into that, and he yeah. had a history of comedy, right? Right, right. He, um, he was
1: a director on New Girl.
0: I'm watching, watch, I'm watching now. I mean, he is not... Uh, the guy you would have thought would be brought in and, he, and, and he for a his, Marvel yeah. movie at that right, point. Right, right. I mean, now no, it no, no, makes no, no, sense.
1: Yeah. He directed that Jim Carrey
0: movie, Yes Man. I don't know if you saw that. You I, I did not see yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, and yeah. I do. It's just like, after Liar Liar, they were like, how do we have another movie <laughs> about somebody having to say yes or not why yeah, to everything, yeah. Oh, wait. <gasps> we got
1: it.
0: I, those, um. those gimmicky Jim Carrey <laughs> vehicles were really weird. Um, but anyway, so, so, you know, Peyton Reed, he had a really tough act to follow. Um, you know Edgar Wright, one of your favorite directors of yeah. all time. Um, Jordan's a big fan as well. Sure, um, you know, did Shaun of the Dead, did um, Hot, Hot Fuzz, etc., etc. Et yeah. Right. Uh, Scott Pilgrim right yeah. notably um, and uh, they just were creative differences he couldn't do exactly what he wanted with it but right. what ended up happening is the movie turned out to be like a mix between a Marvel movie and the Edgar Wright comedic style right, a, like, perfect right. combination and so I mean, yeah, you that, can still feel the reverberations of his style even in this newest film
1: his DNA is all over there and he was instrumental in the casting because before painter Eat ever came on he had already casted the movie I mean he was the one who brought on Paul Rudd and, oh, yeah. and Paul and Rudd is so good in this uh, role I mean Michael he is Douglas. so Perfect. Uh, yeah. Michael Douglas is yep. fantastic I'm yep. so glad
0: he recovered yep. every time I see him it's like thank you Lord for the gift of him being alive still because he was touch and go he looked really mm-hmm. sick he was not going to live and then he had a breakthrough his cancer went into remission yeah. and he is back and he looks great yeah. I am just so happy he's we have him he's even talked
1: about being I mean we'll talk about this more later but he's even talked about how if they offered he would play a young Hank
0: Pym and like a OCG oh, oh, yeah yeah interesting well they did that scene in the yeah. in the first one and in this one it's so, true, it and it, well, it looks good. I mean, I, I personally think that's a bad idea. No, I, I um, mean, I, don't,
1: I think it's pretty unnecessary, but it's just cool. But he, like, he's like, hey, yeah. if they tell me to, I'm up for it. Yeah.
0: He's hes <laughs> a really cool guy, and I just, i when I hear him, he is just such a distinctive voice. I mean, Obviously, yeah. Kirk Douglas and him sound similar. Sure. Um, but but he's just so, he's so Michael Douglas. Yeah, he's such a yeah. legend. Oh, yeah. yeah. Makes me want to watch that Black Rain movie. It's like this... Uh, like drama action film he did back in the day which okay, is yeah, just yeah. like Michael Douglas being badass I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna look that up and okay. he's got like a cigarette hanging out of his mouth and i <laughs> oh, Michael Douglas motherfucker and like the cover of the tape I'll have to check that out later that's a weird random aside it's anyway
1: okay. back to back well, Black, Black Widow Black Widow's um, coming so that yes so we've got a director um, obviously Scarlett Johansson's is coming back um, story wise so I would prefer I mean there's several ways they could do it they could do well, a it's, strict it's, we order. already know It's it's a prequel. It's a prequel. Okay, yeah, yeah. Prequel
0: to Avengers though. There's still leeway. Could be anywhere before. That's what I'm saying.
1: Okay, so like it could they could do it either full on like before she ever gets to Shield. They could all. My preference would be kind of like um, a story in like it closer to Avengers. Juxtaposed with her past and like yeah. as a Russian spy. Well, and all it's that.
0: fascinating. Yeah, I mean, you know, it'd be like a good version of Red Sparrow. Right. You know what right. I mean? And yeah. and it says Johansson's Black Widow is reportedly reportedly. So it's not a finalized. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I a, know
1: her contract set. Was it's set
0: after. before the events of the first event. it. No, no, no. The whole the movie's happening. It looks like. No, but I know. The, But what? Yeah, yeah. It, where it's placed? Yeah. It says it's reportedly set um before the events of the first Avengers movie. Okay. And sees the actress reprise the role of the Russian spy turned superhero. Okay. So That's interesting. Yeah. Um, And, uh, you know, all of us know that Captain Marvel is coming out uh, March 8th, 2019. Right. Um, I am going to go right on the record right now and say that I am a little trepidatious about this. As much as I like Brie Larson, and I'm not the only one. I was talking to another friend who um, was saying the Simon, who was saying the same thing. He's not really feeling... Brie Larson in this role and I'm not either I just don't she doesn't look like Captain Marvel to me and that's okay that can work fine sometimes but to me I see her and like from her nose to her face structure to her hair to her... Just everything about her doesn't look like the Captain Marvel that I know. Yeah. Now, that doesn't okay. mean Brie Larson's not a brilliant actress. She's great. And she was amazing in Room and a bunch of other things, sure. she's, she's fantastic. I just don't know about the choice of her for this role. I don't love the costume so far. it it's like got a, like a weird color blue that I... I don't know. For me, I'm just like... It's hitting weird notes. And, yeah. my, and what my friend had said about it was they're going to have to do a lot of CGI to make Brie Larson look like Captain Marvel. Mm. That was his take. Okay. Um... And I, you know, I don't really know how I feel about that so much, but I have a feeling it'll probably be good. But I, I, am cautious about that
1: one. No, that's fair. Yeah,
0: about the casting, especially on that one.
1: I mean, that's I'm trying to think of an example where because I know that's happened before it has, where like yeah. people are to, and then they try to be like I'm trying to think of. A good well, I'll tell
0: example you one where, where we thought it. where we were worried and it sort of ended up being only kind of right was Solo.
1: Yeah, a great that's, yeah, yeah. example. That's true, the last true. time I felt yeah, yeah. that way when that's, I saw an actor, and I was like, thought.
0: "That yeah. is not the right actor right. for that role." And then he did pretty well. Yeah. He did pretty well. Yeah. I know you had a big I, preference. Well,
1: I, like, uh, yeah, but like, I, that was more of a like, but I, I, yeah, I, I know I was too a little too harsh on our podcast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, like, yeah, you but really no, I,
0: crushed, so yeah, you I ripped know, it a I new know. one. Yeah. And I get it. You know, you're the hugest Star Wars fan, and to be d- disappointed like that, I mean, let's just let's just face it. Let's take all the other bullshit away, and just like all you have to know about that movie is. That some recruiter said, Hey, you're a lone dude. I think your last name should be Solo. Yeah, yeah, I know. Like, I know. that is all you have to know to kind of get the idea of, of that where was, that movie fails. Yeah, that was. That is the yeah. worst idea. I, <laughs> I, I, I Some empire guy named him Han Solo. Yep. I, I can't even believe it. I know. You, I, anyway, so yeah. you were harsh on it, sure. Um, but no, you're right, though. That, that's a good example of, like, because Alden Aaron Rick
1: was not the one that. People say really he doesn't, look, really, like he doesn't him. look like him. He just doesn't fit that persona. He doesn't at all. really sound like and him. He, yeah, and he did a really nice job. He definitely like, did. Yeah. He was not yeah.
0: the problem. Yeah, um, there were a lot of issues. It was. Sure. I think he pulled it off pretty well, surprisingly well, with all sure. the drama about it. he's gotten coaching and blah blah. Eh, fuck that. Shit. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. all do. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, but, so anyway, there's there was also another controversy with uh, um, Scarjo. Um, and uh, yeah, so <laughs> has she ever been called that before? I, I think so. I I mean, I'm not that I'm not That's that creative when it comes to when it comes to that. Okay. okay, so here it is. Amid backlash, Scarlett Johansson drops transgender role. I saw something um, about that. It says she is dropping out of a starring role in Rub and Tug, a film about a transgender man who ran an extensive prostitution ring during the 70s and 80s. There was an onslaught of criticism, and she announced on Friday she's pulling out. Um, in light of recent ethical questions, she said, raised surrounding my casting as Dante Tex Gill, I have decided to respectfully withdraw my participation in the project. Our cultural understanding of transgender people continues to advance, and I've learned a lot from the community since making my first statement about my casting, and I realize it was insensitive, the Ettrick's added. So, you know, she's yeah. playing politics, and I get it. Yeah. Um, I'm not even going to pretend that I understand any of this kind of stuff. I mean, we're not in um, that community. So in that community, like a, yeah, right. A, so a, I really I don't, don't have i don't have a voice yeah. on it. Yeah, yeah. I just don't deserve one. Sure. So anyway, um, point being, she's out of that film. Yeah. But hey, now she can make Black Widow. Yeah. Right.
1: And, well, and that's one that, like, I mean, probably will be a standalone, but that's, because she's such an instrumental part of, that fran- of the whole MCU franchise, they could easily make several if they wanted to, um, if she agrees to do more. Because I think originally her contract was only supposed to go up through Avengers 4, but obviously, with this, you know that changes it. Um, but yeah, I, I'm just excited to see exactly where they'll go, what storyline they'll take, and because I have read some Black Widow solo comics. I read um, she's great. Oh well, and she's great. And like I, I read the Mark Wade Chris Samnee or the early first I mean, the first few issues of it, yeah. and that's like
0: um, you're me at that point it in, now. the what you're making me feel like reading it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Well, it's one and it's one where like um, it's in the aftermath of Shield. Um, dissolves and she's on the run and it's just a really great thriller like that. And so but there's so many things they could do with it. I mean exploring her backstory, having Fury or Hawkeye show up or something like that. Um but I'm just I mean yeah, she just totally deserves it after all these years. I mean she has paid her dues. Yeah.
0: Talk about somebody who like has been overlooked for far too long for her own movie. I mean she in every movie she's consistently excellent.
1: And it's like they've made an Agent Carter T V show, um Shield, like they've done the super spy stuff. I mean that's
0: just with mixed uh, results, shoot. but yes. Mixed results,
1: but like but everyone likes Carter a lot.
0: Yeah, um, I guess so. Except except fans enough to keep it on the air, but Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah,
1: yeah. Um, but, but that you know
0: so that, that can't be helped sometimes. It's but it was a well received it's a hard sell. It's a hard sell. It certainly was. Um, it's, hard, saying, it's hard if, to like, tell people. you can to,
1: get a show like that with a character who's like only shows up in one movie really. All and, right. I mean, like Black Widow's been in what seven something like that. Yeah, and
0: not to mention just a cool, cool oh, character, a, and obviously awesome you know. character, and
1: yeah, there's right. a lot you can do. So that's a, probably 2020 is 2021,
0: at. maybe. So, yeah, 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 I don't like know. That. We'll see.
1: Yeah, cool. Um, what else you got? I know. Mean, let's see. On the a little sadder note, but um, still, he did live a really long life. But um, Steve Ditko, the co-creator of Spider-Man, Doctor Strange, passed away about a little over a week ago at the time of recording. Um, so just, I mean, legend there How old like, was he? He was 90 so.
0: Rest in peace. Yeah, Stan Rest in Lee peace. still
1: out him, but um, he was a really interesting character so like, he and Stan Lee could not be any more opposites, I don't think, in terms of like celebrity status and all that I mean, people don't really, a lot of people outside the comic book community didn't really know who Steve Ditko was, but that's because he, unlike Stan Lee, he'd never put himself in the spotlight, he was very much had a philosophy of like, um, he adopted like Ayn Rand philosophy and like um, and was always much more preferred to stay out of the spotlight. He would go live in his studio, do his work, create these amazing characters, and that was it. He never... There There was maybe, like, there was one time where he came out for an interview, and that was super rare in, like, the 70s. But um, but it, it's really interesting, all the things he's... I mean, so he was really instrumental for Spider-Man, of course. Stan Lee brought the idea to Kirby at first. Kirby couldn't quite get the... Um, drawing down, and he brought it. to Steve go. Steve go. Wow. Knocked it out Sentence of the park. You Usually,
0: don't expect to hear. Yeah, that Kirby know, get the, the Kirby. Drawing guy, down. I know the Kirby guy. I know. But hey, I mean, it's very yeah. possible that it's just an artist isn't a good match, right? Is, right. As prolific and brilliant sure. as Kirby was. Sure.
1: And so he did that, and then Doctor Strange was really his full-on creation. Um, I mean, Stanley wrote dialogue and stuff for the earlier issues, but that was very much cons- a character conceived by him and created by him. Nice. Um, and then at DC, he did Blue Beetle. Um, and yeah he's still I mean he was still working till later in his life he actually kickstarted a Blue Beetle book in his l- later years um, did he really? So, yeah that was like I saw an article about, on, on NewsRama about it cool. here. I, don't, I, I think he managed to finish it but um, it was because it wasn't like a um, you know, like DC Canon book or anything like that but um, but yeah just phenomenal artist re- legendary um, figure in comics so
0: poor one I mean, out for Steve yep, Dicko yep, well, we, he, he's, we owe There's, a lot to him yes we do Cool. So, what um. You
1: know? All right. So. Batman Kevin, 50.
0: Kevin, smile a little bit.
1: Yep. All right. So Batman Fifty came out recently. All right. Now I have to. So Rich has not read Tom King's Batman run yet. So. Wait. Is this at issue
0: fifty? Like Tom King has written fifty issues because it's a by month. It's twice a month. The book so, has like, he been writing them every, twice a month? Yeah. So it's like. Uh, it's How been did it go, That's
1: like fast. Yeah, I know. It's a, it, to put it in perspective. Snyder and Capullo did fifty or fifty-one issues, and that took five years because it's twice a month, and And they get them out so fast. No hiatuses. No, no hiatus. Rebirth started in May of 2016, and yeah, we're at issue fifty for
0: books like Batman and Flash. That's insane. Yeah, that's that's insane. They really. I mean, I, I I blinked and I missed them.
1: Yeah, I know. So
0: so okay, where does the War of Jokes and Riddles fit in that? So War of
1: Jokes and Riddles. That was the fourth story arc. So. It was it was about last summer when it was coming out in single issues, um, and then the trade dropped in like November. Are September. you sure there's um, been
0: fifty Tom King Batman issues? Fifty one comes out this week, and you have every one.
1: I don't own every one now. I collect them. That's I, been one I mainly collected in trades, yeah. and um, some in digital. So like, um, I actually I haven't read the last few issues leading up to the wedding, but um, but I knew enough about it to go into it. Um, so what
0: was the lead up to the wedding? Like what was happening so it, in the story? If it's not too spoiled. There's
1: other people trying to prevent it from happening. There's like
0: the really the whole is run that because there's too been, much of a power broker type thing. They'll be so powerful if it I mean happens? You get that and it's or, just, or there's other people that love each of them or yeah.
1: I mean you know like it's just a, a thing of continuing chaos for Batman's life and hmm. um, but then there was it's just been a, it's a fascinating run because. Like I, I heard, I was talking with a guy at the comic shop the other day. He described Tom King as like the Wes Anderson of comics. Which there's I some. I think that's. I
0: think that's out there. Man. I
1: think it's a little out there. The, I get it in the he's more. He's way
0: art, more grounded than. He's Wes way Anderson. more grounded,
1: but like there's a certain artsy kind of flair to him. Okay. Um. So like, I I know I do disagree with Wes Anderson, but like definitely more artsy and yeah. So, like, he's
0: got something. If well, I, I, because, would, I wouldn't describe it as Wes Anderson, I would say. Um, something else. Well, you think
1: about it with a guy with Tom King's background. He's He was a CIA agent, right. did all that stuff. You expect him to deliver the most action-packed, super spy, heavy detective stuff right. for a Batman book. And there's been very little heavy action kind of arcs. And most of it has been very emotional and More very... cerebral. Very cerebral, very looking at, obviously, him and Selena's relationship, his relationship with the Robins, all these things. There have been just a lot of really tender, heartwarming moments. The, probably the two best issues, I think, so far from the entire run were issues 36 and 37 um, called Super Friends, and it was um, between, about him and Superman. So the first, uh, issue 36 was about um, was him and Superman kind of like uh, reflecting on their relationship. And then 37 was um, Bruce and Selina go on a double date with Clark and Lois, and it was just fantastic. Like, wow. kind of, and so... Um, so, yeah, it's been, the whole run has been kind of more or less centered around the relationship between Bruce and Selena. He proposed in issue 24, I believe, um, and then the War of Jokes and Riddles
0: has was... She, has she, and she reformed? Or is she still She's tamper, Yeah, or?
1: no, she's still, I mean, like, she's not, like, bad cow. in LA, she has developed a lot. Um. Okay. So, she, and that was another, there's a plot point where, um, she was framed for this uh, huge murder thing and all that. And I don't was know innocent did it, but it that. wasn't. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. I won't. Um, but, you know, she has... Uh, both char- That's the thing. Both characters have evolved a lot. Um, so, anyway, all this huge marketing leading up to issue 50, the wedding issue, um, and... I'm really trying I don't want to spoil it for you because it is and I, I'm impressed that you've been able to avoid the spoilers aye aye, because I New York Times spoiled it in the headline, not just the article, but in the headline and people are pissed all that. So fortunately I managed to avoid the spoiler going into the issue and was able to um still. Where is it? Where's of... the issue? Uh some my, you, you my issues where is? are terribly unorganized. So what do you think it is? is maybe it on my wrong?
0: desk? Okay. He's talking.
1: So, um, so, it, it, it's the wedding issue. This is the big Batman and Catwoman get married. Now, again, I'm How trying... How big of an issue is it? It's not over, it's like, huge size. I mean, you can see it there. It's about there. Just don't go to the last page. Don't go to, Yeah. You can flip... Look through the middle. So, I can at least talk about the book without spoiling the ending here. Um, for our listeners out there who have read it, they know exactly what I'm talking about. But, basically, the issue is structured so that Batman and Catwoman are writing letters to each other kind of like talking about their relationship and their reasons for being drawn to each other, chronicling their history, all these things. And um, there is the, a main artist. I think Mikhail Jannon was the main one, but they have like 30 some odd guest artists on this one, each doing like a page. So there's a Frank Miller page in there. There's a Tim Sale. But it's a, a is it a Jones. story? Yeah, there, no, it is a story. And like, it's all leading up to the way, and there's a huge plot twist at the very end. Um, which I'm, you know, gonna try not to spoil here, but um, you know, it's very much. I mean, it's all the leading up to the wedding, and then they're because they're um, basically they tried to have a formal ceremony before this, and things kept getting in the way and all that, uh-huh. and so they were they decided this issue. Let's just get married on a rooftop. We'll each bring a witness. Um, Bruce brings Alfred as his witness. Um, Catwoman brings. Do you remember Holly Robinson, like her friend that if you're Batman year one, it goes back to that like the um, girl she's with when she's a prostitute back then. Oh, thing, wow. like, like so they and they have a long history of like. Um, a, so that's part of canon
0: if she was a prostitute.
1: I don't know if like they kept that because year one is, I mean, is a pretty non-canon But uh-huh. It's just like they it's trying to describe Batman continuity like any superhero continuity is difficult because they pull pieces to like fit into whatever continuity there, yeah, So, like, yeah. like Scott Snyder Scott S- Scott has referenced year one in his run before, like, it's canon, but it's like, that was a really kind of self-contained book, you know? And so, like, mm-hmm. it's kind of yeah. like, so, but yeah, she's always been with her and all that. Um, But anyway, so she's Scott Woman's Witness, Alfred is Bruce's, they're supposed to get married on a rooftop, um, and then we get a priest and all that, and then I
0: will not spoil what happens from there on, but, um... Well, as we end this episode, I will be reading it. Okay. Like, ASAP. Okay. Like, okay. in your presence. All right, cool. Sounds good. Because, um, really, you
1: can't... I mean, I know other people who just read that issue without, that. Like, yeah. I still would incur it because people... I'm going to read
0: the whole run. Yeah. But, like, I mean...
1: No, it's, like, I mean, I just, it's, If
0: I don't read it now, I'm just going to get the whole thing spoiled you are, anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, very true.
1: Um, so, I have, like... I have mixed feelings about the ending, more so in, than it, in its execution than anything, than actually what happens. Um, but regardless, I'm still going to keep going because King is planned a 100-issue run, which is crazy to think about. Well, that about, won't but... be any
0: problem at this rate. Right, right. Two more years and there's his no, run. I mean, it's it's kind of crazy. But You know what's um, cool about it? Yeah. It's a return to the way comics runs used to be.
1: Yeah, it Because really you don't
0: get comics runs like that anymore. Oh, gosh.
1: You get some that are like 12 issues. I mean, Marvel, like, I read, the, um, so, you know, they, Marvel has done like five reboots in the past few years. Yeah. And... Um, Mark Wade and Chris Sammy did a Captain America run recently. Granted, Chris Sammy's contract was about to end on uh, with Marvel after like a decade there. Yeah. Um, and I don't know what he's doing next, but they did one arc together, so six issues. And then Mark Wade wrote, I think, six more issues. And now they just switched. Now ta Coates is writing the book. But, like, yeah, they, I mean, that's not unheard of at all. You do writers, artists do like 12-issue run and then they're done, you know? Like, it's just crazy. So, like, and I love it. over seeing... a
0: year or 14 months or so. Right, you right.
1: Know? So I love seeing that, you know, we're getting these huge long runs, and it makes it, you know, you can, like, recommend a a whole story to the end, because that way they can tell a fully fleshed out story. So, like, the next writer may do something completely different with Batman, but looking at Tom King's, it is fascinating to look at. I mean, I don't love every part of it, but I love a lot of it. I mean, Mm -hmm. there's just uh, things in there that are so cerebral, so emotional, taking this totally different spin on Batman and like I said you expect I mean one would expect someone with his background to just deliver a fully action heavy book and all that and I'd be fine with that it'd be very entertaining I'm sure but instead he gives something that's just so crazily human and um, he has moments of Great humor, great drama, all these things that really coalesce. So I'm gonna keep reading uh, for sure. I do but have mixed you feelings about you the end of it, Yeah, not loving it. I love a lot of the art, and there are things you can take away from it. But and part of the problem too is the marketing for this one was so heavy that they built it up to, and it's really not like the best issue of his run. You know, yeah. it's a, it's a it's a fine issue and mixed feelings about the ending. Well, as I look through
0: it, I see like every single page has the artist's name under it.
1: Yeah, I, I wasn't big really on that. And that really detracts. It was very Like, exciting. no
0: longer am I having a reading experience. It's like I'm reading, watch, looking at pinups.
1: Yeah, I agree. But, I, I wasn't big on this. I mean, thing put a put there. a
0: glossary and say who everybody yes, was. But I agree. in this case, it's just And they like, do have
1: the credits in the back. I don't, yeah, I, yeah, what I, do I they need that, was, that for? I didn't think that
0: was necessary either. I feel like I'm not reading a cohesive story. Right, And, right. and it feels... Anyway. And right.
1: especially with artists like Miller, Loeb, and all them, I mean, they're so distinguishable anyway. It's like, I don't need to be told who this is, you know?
0: Yeah, um, yeah, especially yeah. with those, and it would be even fun to guess the artist. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's yeah, so many yeah. reasons it was a bad idea. Right. Anyway, right. but you know, cool. Well, we'll talk more about it once I have read it. Okay. Cool. I want to talk about it, and we'll, and we'll then give a spoiler warning and, and spoil cool. it real quick. Cool. Okay. Um, any other news for us?
1: So while we're on the subject of Batman, okay. Um, so this is I, I still don't ask me to explain the DCU right now because I just can't like they announce a new movie every day. That's the DCU. Right. DCU. Sorry. Yeah. Like um, but. Separate from that, but still a DC Comics movie. So, the Joker origin movie is moving forward with Joaquin Phoenix playing the Joker. Um, it's directed by Todd Phillips, who did the what? Hangover Trilogy. And it's produced by Scorsese. I, I,
0: I, and I don't it's know. unrelated to the other Joker
1: film. Totally unrelated, yeah. That's just, crazy. Yeah, There's, They're trying to advertise that as a like standalone drama, like... Um, killing joke based all these things i i don't know I, well but the really, really weird thing is like they're pla- i mean i don't really mind that actually i mean cuz i have said plenty of times that i think dc would be better at just making standalone for movies sure. than cuz cinematic universe is not their thing and that's and that's fine like i don't they don't really need it i mean that's marvel thing cinematic
0: universe too like there can't be that many the no, more i really think can't. about it the it's less overkill. i want a Star Wars universe, a Universal Monsters universe, a, a oh DC God, yeah. universe, yeah. and a Marvel universe, right. and a Mission Impossible universe. and Where you have to see, like, a thousand movies just to keep up with one I, franchise. I don't yeah. want a Jurassic World universe. No, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. want these things. No, no. And, and second of all, you're not going to do it as well as Marvel did it. Or if you do, you'll only be as good. Like, there's no way that I can foresee without billions of dollars and, like, a whole shit ton of luck... Of lightning striking to match what Marvel's done isn't gonna happen. Well, and just in the comics world, like DC, I go to more for it
1: because I love the stories DC's put out over the years. They have some of the best, like just graphic novels and standalone. Story. I mean, long, like, Halloween, long Halloween and um, you know
0: the Dark Knight Returns, Dark Knight Returns Year One, not just Batman Joe, not just like, Batman, but right. yeah, yeah. I mean, All Superman Star Superman,
1: like. All these books, and so, like, that's... Catwoman
0: out. by Darwin Cook yes, and Baker, yes. and, and just... New Frontier. I mean, like, uh, there's so many... Oh, like, my favorite, Identity Crisis. Identity Crisis, yeah. There's just uh, That's
1: really their strength, and they've, like... Their continuity is always a mess to try to keep up with. I mean, well... Everybody's I mean, both, is. Everybody's yeah. is, but, like, especially their... Like, they are, tend to be more convoluted. And so, like, they're better at just developing just great standalone stories. I think I'd be fine be with, with that uh, on the movie thing, so, like... Um, so well, I really don't have a problem with this. It's just like there, it's going to be massively confusing to mainstream. Why audiences. are
0: there three different, maybe four, when all is said and done, different versions of the Joker? So yeah, an- whatever version they eventually do with the Batman movies that like Ben Affleck was in, yeah, whatever version they eventually do with Bat- of Joker in like the mainline movies. There's the Suicide Squad, zo- uh, Suicide yep. Squad zo- Joker, and I guess that's going to be the same one theoretically. That's theoretically, in the Batman movies, by, maybe. By. And then there's an origin Joker played by Joaquin Phoenix. Yep. Like, uh, yeah. that's a bad idea, I think. And then Jared Leto getting his own Joker movie. Yeah, no, that God. one's my favorite idea. <laughs> but that's just because I like seeing a big Jared Leto train wreck sometimes. <laughs> um, to me, to me, honestly. I, I still think that potentially Jared Leto could do a good Joker. I, I don't think he did a good Joker in that movie. We didn't, And if he did, the, the, it ended on the cutting room floor. Right. Cause um, he got like 12 minutes of screen time. I mean, it was ridiculous. That yeah. movie was just so disjointed. Although I enjoyed it a lot. It was, yeah. it was messy. Um, it's a fun, bad movie. Yeah. Right. But I yeah. could dig, I could dig watching Jared Leto, like being really like histrionic and actory uh-huh. doing a Joker role. I mean, I could certainly, if it's either way, I win. If right. it's so bad, it's good. I win. If it's pretty good, I win. Yeah. So anyway, notice there's no like it's a masterpiece in the options. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think because that
1: that is not an option. Yeah, I don't think so. Okay. Um, But so that's happening. All right. All right. I I don't really lots of weird jumping. Not really know what to say about that, but yeah,
0: lots of weird Batman jumping the shark stuff lately.
1: Right. Whatever. So I mean, they're gonna keep milking anything Batman as long as they can. Speaking of Batman,
0: isn't is Doomsday Clock like still going on? What
1: is that? Doomsday Clock is uh, well. So it launched last November. It's gonna be a twelve issue mini series, um, and, and they're on I, issue
0: three or something, right? They're you know,
1: like five. Oh right? my and god, about. that's stupid. Yeah, I know. Um, and I like well, and it's crazy because like I know Gary Frank uh, is a he's a masterful artist and takes time to do his thing, but like that's I don't I'm not blaming him because I think whoever scheduled it or maybe Johns didn't write all of them before, but, like, come on, like, just write it all out, get it, go, have, like, several issues done before you release the book, Yeah, because... Not it, now, having
0: issues in the can when you I'm getting is tired dangerous. And, like,
1: I was not very excited for that one when it first came out, and now I'm, like, I mean, not a lot has happened in it. It's the, the clock kind of, I mean, is ticking. Yeah. Get ah, it? Yeah. No, and, it, but, I know, I'm pretty disappointed with that, because it's just, like... Is the story even up, good? There hasn't... Uh, not a whole lot has happened, really. I mean, like, it's very much, like, the style is totally Watchmen, and, I mean, it feels like a direct sequel and all that but like i was really excited to see just how the main dc universe and the Watchmen universe would collide i mean we've been waiting for that ever since the rebirth one shot a couple years ago right and it's just they're keeping it going as long as they can and it, it's yeah it's pretty tiring keeping up with that i mean mr miracle is 12 issues too and that's almost done that took a, like that and that's another one where you have a really high profile artist doing it it takes longer than the typical Mm artist to do a book, and they've Mm -hmm. kept on schedule for that. So I don't know why this is, yeah. But, no, it hasn't really been, especially compared to, like, Mr. Miracle, it pales in comparison to that. Wow. Yeah. Okay, cool. But, yeah. So, that's Uh, all my news. Do you have anything? Awesome.
0: No, I don't. Um,
1: Oh, you said the Purge show
0: before. Yeah, I want to understand what this is. So, do you know anything about this Purge show? Not really. So, the Purge movie series. I've seen seen one of
1: the movies. Like, I think I saw the the second one. What
0: made you go see the second Purge? Yeah, I know.
1: Um, Well, you can kind of... You really don't have to see... You can kind of watch any of them because, like, if you know the basic concept, they kind of tell a different story each time. But, I mean, for listeners out there, the Purge is... So the idea is that um, all crime is prohibited for one night every is, year. It's legal. It's legal for yeah. And so, um, because the idea is that, like, you purge all your e- evilness inside all that. But and also the population, to, gets population gets population purged. Population gets purged.
0: Therefore, it's kind of a little bit like um, Avengers Infinity War, you know? Yeah, you really, it's yeah, population yeah. Sure,
1: sure. And so, like, and there's all of the politics that come into play with that. Um, but... They've made, so they made, the. I thought there, last year. There was the year, Purge. It was, was the Purge, Purge 2. And then the Purge election year, which that one, the trailer, just let I'm like, come on. I guess on. that's like, the I Purge know what, 3. I, yeah, I that guess. was the third one. And then this year is the first Purge, which is, like, and so now they're making a show out of it. I don't know. That guy just wants to milk the franchise as long as he can. I mean,
0: it's a USA show, and, like, the ads look, like, make it look pretty good. Right. I could almost see the Purge being a good show. Like, when I saw it, I was like hmm, I could maybe watch that. Because so you did what, see
1: a tra- I yeah, trailer? I a trailer. It
0: wasn't like a trailer. It was like a teasery thing. With, right, It was like right. a tone trailer. Okay, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. But what's intriguing about that to me, and the reason it got my attention is, there's something so horrendous about the idea of somebody who, like be, just because murder's legal... Like, their heart is so black and dark that they would go out and do this. Right, right, right. And if they can make that show really ride that line of making me believe that a character that I don't hate would participate, that could be an interesting, like, very uncomfortable but entertaining watch. The way that we enjoyed watching uh, Walt become bad and worse and bad and worse and bad and worse and, you know, eventually poisoning a child to to meet his ends.
1: I don't think Um, it'll ever be that kind of, like, because I saw the, the one I saw... It was, yeah, I mean, like, they try yeah, to, like, a, do kind a, of serious all that, yeah. but it's really not, I mean, it's just a, you know, kind of, like... It but what I'm saying is, or. it
0: would do it for me if, like, if for the first episode three episodes, broke. you see these, like, you see families being tormented, and you see, you know, some people out there in masks, you don't right, know who they right. are, and episode three, one of the masks comes off, and oh my god, it's the family's brother, you know what I mean? Like, holy yeah, yeah, yeah. shit. They, yeah, they like, like that. you know what I mean? That kind of thing. It's, yeah. And they can do that with masks and secret identities and the purge. And and, and I don't know. I, I could just, I could see it. Or sure. a big lead up to it, people planning stuff, making big plots. Then the purge happens. Then there's the aftermath of the purge. Or they make the purge, like, all take place in one night for 10 episodes. I don't know what they're going to do.
1: The only thing I remember out the, the one I saw was, like, it was just a whole group of survivors trying to survive the night and the one i liked was the uh, guy um who played crossbones in captain america you know i'm talking about um frank grillo yeah 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 he, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. he was and like um he's out for vengeance for cuz his family was killed in a previous purge so like and he was the only character i remotely remember but
0: yeah so it says revolving around a 12 hour period when all crime including vandalism murder arson and theft is legal set in an altered United States ruled by a totalitarian political party. The series follows several seemingly unrelated characters, starting to sound like my idea, living in a small city. As the clock winds down, each character is forced to reckon with their past as they discover how far they will go to survive the night. Okay, so it's going to be like ten episodes and it takes place all in one night. Okay, I'll buy it. Um, you know, it sounds like it's going to be a little bit too long. You know, one thing is another little news. Well, they have already news made
1: thing. four movies, so he's they're right. making
0: as long as they can. So let me check. So check this out. That reminds me that finally, it seems like the narrative on the Marvel TV shows on Netflix has turned. Um, okay. So you know that, like I've been saying from the beginning, they're fucking too long. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. drag. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: A lot of people yeah, sure. have said that at points. But it never became the narrative. It was always like, no, nah, these are awesome. Like, some of the episodes are better than others, but they're awesome, right? That's changed. They, really? That's changed. I'm starting to see articles everywhere that are like, here's what's fucking wrong with the Marvel Netflix shows. Yeah. And they're like, these episodes, these shows are five episodes too long. Yeah. In almost every case. And even the Defenders, which took it down to eight, still had mad filler. Um, and what I think it comes down to is those, the, you know, Netflix has so much money, like, you need a bigger budget. Those yeah. things just need a bigger budget. It seems like a bunch of bottle episodes are what's killing it. Like, dude, a Daredevil's just chilling in some factory basement with some dude for a full 50 minutes. Punisher is eating a sandwich on a rooftop. I mean, yeah. <laughs> uh, planning a snipe. <laughs> and that could be cool for one episode out of your season. But more than one, it just feels like you're I mean, Luke Cage season one, they had to, like,
1: cram in two villains there because of that. I mean, like, it's because, yeah... Because there's district, just not enough on, yeah. on that dude. They 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 covered it in yeah. seven eight episodes. Yeah. Anyway, so I think I ha- that needs me, to change. Speaking of, I haven't gotten to Luke Cage season two yet, but I've heard it's a lot better than season. Oh really?
0: One. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I I've heard out. mixed things, but yeah. Um, that's that's interesting. So okay, so that's news. Yeah. Um, why don't we move on to what we have been watching, playing, sure. reading, etc. Okay. Um, and I think I am going to start with yep. Lord of the Rings.
1: All right. Okay. So okay so. It, you had not. See, did you see it in theaters? The so first here's time?
0: here's my deal with Lord of the Rings. Um, I think I maybe saw Fellowship in theaters when it first came out. Okay, so um, two thousand one, something like the that. First one, yeah. Right. So yeah. I think I saw it in theaters at the time, and I was just like, yeah, it's all right, it's okay. I mean, I was young at the time, so you know, I was well, I guess I was maybe, yeah, maybe maybe like eighteen ish. I yeah. don't know, something like that, but. You know, at the time, I it didn't grab me like other fantasy stuff grabbed me, and 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 I got to admit, what other fantasy
1: stuff? Yeah, yeah, at that
0: point is the thing. That's the thing, though. Like, I don't think at that point I was a fantasy fan anyway.
1: Well, you not not really are uh, now. You and Jordan are.
0: I like I like Game of Thrones. I like Dungeons and Dragons. I like. I mean, not passionately, sure, sure, but, yeah, but okay. I like... And then in the video game world, I love um, Dragon Age, I love Skyrim, I love of uh, Warcraft. The Witcher. Um, no, I don't play World of Warcraft, but okay, not yeah. because I wouldn't love it, but because it's life-consuming, it's very and I refuse it, yeah. to let my sure. life be consumed by one game. Sure. Um, but that's not to say that I wouldn't love it if I played it. Right, right. So I like fantasy, especially theoretically, and, and Game of Thrones, I love. Sure. I mean, who doesn't? Sure. But I love it. So... I do like fantasy, not as much as I like sci-fi, but I like fantasy a lot. The Game of Thrones... Excuse me. (laughs) Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring (laughs) just didn't grab me. So then... Later on in life, four or five, six years later, whenever the extended editions came out. Uh, and I think I probably saw the second and third one at some point somewhere. Maybe okay, yeah, maybe yeah. the first two or... Maybe, anyway, somewhere along... I was younger. I didn't really give it much mind. So then the extended editions came out. And I was having a lazy day at somebody's house or a lazy weekend. And we just <laughs> popped say, them yeah. on. We just popped them <laughs> yeah. on. And we just, like, let it roll. And so I watched, you know, three and a half hours of Fellowship... And all, I rem- and then three and a half, or whatever of, of two towers, and then the same thing with Return of the King. And all I remember from the entire experience, if I think in my mind's eye of sitting there on that couch, I see a group of people in wide shot walking. Like that's all I remember <laughs> so is that's just so this
1: extended editions, Yeah. Yeah.
0: There's this this yeah. big trek, and that's all I remember it being is just a big, long, boring ass trek for me at the at that time. Yeah, Yeah. So, I know that. Tolkien is the inventor of what we now know as fantasy. I know that he is seminal to so many things I love, especially video game-wise. I mean, you name it, he inspired Uh it. Um, I even like the Lord of the Rings, Shadow of War, and Shadow of Mordor video game series a lot. Um, You know, and so there's all these things that I know are so, uh, Game of Thrones wouldn't exist, not even in in, in the twinkle in anyone's eye, you know? without Tolkien and Lord of the Rings. That said, I don't really dig Frodo. Okay. Or Samwise or Aragorn or You, you don't do A That's surprise me don't I, do Aragorn. I, I do really dig Aragorn. I'm about fin- to Let that's, me finish. Let okay. me finish. All so right, but right. back then, Boromir, any of these people, they just I was thinking about them like I don't there's uh Gimli, I, I, I think about these characters and I just none of them stood out for me. Um none of them do I think, man, I love that character. He's mm-hmm. so badass. So that was going into this. I was like, you know what? Every time I say this, and every time Jordan says this, um, Kevin is just like, I, I can't fathom and Tim this. Tim too. He's and all, Tim yeah, also yeah 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 that yeah. you both cannot fathom yeah. how we don't get how brilliant, <laughs> how fun yeah fuck brilliant, just yeah, fun. Yeah. Yeah, Lord yeah. of the Rings is. So I said to myself, you know what? As I've been going to thrift stores and shopping, I always do that on the sure. weekend sometimes with parent, um, and check out like what they have. And I found copies of. Um, like the Lord of the Rings one through three widescreen editions, just DVD, but that's right, far. right. Um, and I even found one of the extended editions, and just coincidentally, and this is really good news, the one I found an extended is Return of the King. Oh,
1: yeah, which is the see,
0: one yeah, you yeah. recommended I watch in extended form.
1: I would say that yeah, it does have because I'm not even that as much Lord of the Rings fan. I am. I told Rich I'm not as big on the extended editions because I watch them too, and it's like yeah, I get why they trimmed that down. Like it was it's totally unnecessary. Return of the King has the only like substantial scenes I would say added to it. Not all of them, but like there are some really cool ones.
0: Yeah. So so when I when I was about to get back into this exercise, I asked Kevin. I was like, okay, so I have access to all of them in all forms, Right. of course. Everyone does. Sure. But what would you recommend I watch? And your take was theatrical all the way. If you're gonna mess around with any of the extendeds, do Return of the King. Uh-huh. Other than that, you could just watch theatricals all the way through and get the best, oh, yeah. most cohesive, well-flowing, yes. well-structured experience. Oh, I was music to my ears. Yeah. these movies are already two hours, 50 minutes. Oh, yeah. Right? No, the, so... Jackson does not make short movies. He like, doesn't, <laughs> even when they should be with The Hobbit, but...
1: His um, shortest ever was his first feature length called, um... Gosh, I'm drawing a play. I actually saw it recently, too, um... Dang it. Well I'm gonna have to look it up but you don't think it about was it, a now. um it was an hour and a half like uh, uh sci
0: fi. How band. long was Lovely Bones or whatever?
1: That's uh, at least two and a half or so. Yeah, okay. yeah he doesn't he real. doesn't he doesn't make like um,
0: oh why am I drawing a blank? I'm gonna, um, it's coming, man, you're gonna if we if you're gonna die if I don't pull this up, then it's gonna have to get pulled up. Here it comes, here it comes. New Zealand film director. You know what I hate a little side note? When I go on Wikipedia to look at the movie somebody's made, and it's a separate page to look at their filmography. That sucks. Yeah. That like, annoying. let me look at their filmography. Is it Heavenly Creatures? No. Uh, That's not his first? That one about those two killing women that um, killed?
1: Bad Taste. That was the one I was Oh, for. okay.
0: Yeah. Weird. I don't even know what that is.
1: It's just, like, set in um, New Zealand, and they fight aliens and stuff. It's just, like... What a about really
0: Meet guy. the Freebles, bro? Not seen that. It's some Yeah, May 87, Bad Taste was unveiled at Cannes.
1: I mean, King Kong, he spent, like, the movie spends... First hour in New York, they haven't, like, you don't even meet Kong until um, the second hour when they're on the island, and then the last hour is then back in New York, so, and and yeah, I don't know, but he's one of the few, like, he makes these just insanely big budget blockbusters and loves to spread them out, and for the most part, he, uh, it totally works, like, I mean, Hobbit is the one exception, I mean, he made three movies out of one book and it was so unnecessary, um and th- I mean, the last movie is literally just a battle and way overdrawn out. Um, but for the most part, I don't know, he can like yeah, you gotta get comfy during a Peter Jackson movie, but for me at least, I just I don't know, I don't get tired of the big spectacle of them.
0: I can't um, believe The Hobbit was gonna be by Del Toro at first. Yeah, it it okay. That's Jackson crazy. was
1: gonna produce um so like and Del Toro still has a writing producing credit on him, but cool. Um and it wasn't like a you know drama or anything it's just he had too many other projects going on he's del toro man yeah like yeah. what do you
0: want yeah so anyway so i watched uh the fellowship i was like doing some cleaning and watching it and then when the good parts would come on i would sit down and watch them intently. yeah me. i think my takeaway was that by far my favorite character is um the wizard gandalf gandalf yeah, yeah, gandalf's of course. just the best of course. i mean he's just yeah, yeah. a me of course right yeah you're funny i mean he's just so solid and, and and when you watch him even get a little tempted by the ring, like it was really, it's emotional, it's good. Yeah, no, um, I and and then when you see um, the Hobbit, uh, the main, the Hobbit the originals about Bilbo, Bilbo, yeah. like be tempted by and his eyes get all whacked out. Yeah. Bilbo um, Baggins. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the way at that moment, do where not he goes, mistake me for some conjurer. I, I, I am not trying
1: to hurt you or harm you. I'm here to help you. You know, he goes yeah. immediately from like you know, oh like super terrifying powerful super badass. powerful badass to, you know Friend or yeah. like the, the old, like old guy you would hang out with or old grandpa figure. So,
0: so strangely, even though I know these are movies that children and young people appreciate, I definitely appreciated it more on this viewing than yeah. ever before. Okay, yeah. Um, cool. For me, um, the idea of temptation and power mm-hmm. is something I understand better in my 30s than I far, than I did in my 20s or teens. Uh-huh. Um, and the, you know, the idea of power and corruption and all of that kind of stuff. Um, I've only seen the first one, and and I was shocked that. That Gollum isn't even in it. No, I yeah, did yeah. not realize that Gollum's really only in the second and some of the third. I yeah. didn't realize that. I oh, really... he's in a, a good bit of the third. Like so he's a, like, yeah. he's really in both the second and third. Oh
1: yeah 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 yeah. They, I mean, because they like that thought is in the books too. Because like, I mean, yeah, they
0: just they pass him pretty much, but like, um, and mention him in fellowship. But mm. yeah. But anyway, so I mean, I enjoy it. I think it's. I still don't love it and I and I and don't it, yeah. I don't know what it is. Like I like Aragorn a lot and he is a badass and I especially love right before that fight that they do when the when they finally split. Yeah, well, he says I would have been there for you till the end. Yeah. I would never have betrayed you. I was like, that is awesome because I love loyalty. He gets like,
1: even cooler, and as it goes along, yeah.
0: You always say that, and that's yeah. cool. You know, in awesome things, you're always like, dude, dude, just wait, yeah, yeah. just oh, wait. And you're yeah. right. And that is the passion that leads our show, leads our discussions, leads sure. everything we do. Is that passion for the shit? It's like, no, no, no. It gets better, um, and I believe you. Yeah. um so, I enjoyed it a lot, but I can't say that, like, I had, like, a blast. That's you know fair. what I mean? Yeah, it, was, yeah. it was good, though. So, sure. tell me, what do I have to look forward to in the next couple?
1: So, Two Towers still has one of the best battle scenes of the 21st century. I know you're not big as big on, like... I'm okay ed- with a good one. Sure, sure, yeah. It's like, well, it was just... I mean, especially at that time, the way they... Um, he utilized CG to create, you know, 10,000 orcs um, yeah. against the... At the Battle of Helms Deep... You get some great golem scenes. I think you'll come to, like, Sam Moore, and the frick is, like... Yeah, the I mean, first like, one, he's barely He doesn't barely get as much cool. to do. Now that's the thing. Like, uh, but he, his character really evolves into... Because, I mean, it just makes it... by Once they split up, like... That's the hardest thing about Fellowship is when it's all, all of them together. You don't get as much of the like, personal... Like character and I would and that.
0: imagine that it's better to then watch Fellowship after having seen Two Towers and Return of the King or having read the books or mm, both sure. and knowing who Gimli is yeah, yeah, and yeah, what yeah. his backstory yeah. is and what he holds dear and then when you watch him and you see his face, it's probably in his face but I just didn't know what to look for, you know? I mean, he's
1: still... In the movies, he still doesn't get, like, huge, huge backstory but, like, it's just cool. Once it's just him, like, a and Aragorn yeah. uh, take out as a trio, they're just awesome. Then you get Frodo and Sam... Um and then Boromir needed to fucking go. Dude. Yeah,
0: uh, Boromir sucks.
1: I mean, like does uh, Boromir suck? Uh, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, but like, you feel bad for Sean Bean. He's all. I mean, he like always it, does, right? Always I was dies, waiting as soon
0: as Kinda I like, saw him. I was like, oh no.
1: The, yeah, he gets that, and he gets Ned. Yep. Yeah, yeah. But um. But and it's interesting because Ned. I mean, everyone loved Ned and was saying Ned you rules, know, even though you knew he's gonna go like from the beginning. Yeah. Like that one. I sucks. didn't but, like because I didn't know the books. Sure, sure. But
0: I... uh, And so I was blown away about when that happened. Sure. And I was like, I can't believe that just happened. Just like, you know, the show intended for you to not know. Sure, sure, sure. Um, But, no, Ned Stark is... Goes down in my book of, like, one of the best heroes ever. Right. And I just... I love it how... He may have been dumb at times, but man, was he loyal. Sure, sure. You know, sure. and I love that. And I also liked... I liked the way that Boromir, like, really hated that he was struggling with it. Like, yeah, I like uh, that yeah. part of the character, is that he was, like, really close. I was talking about this with somebody, and I was like... They were like, who who was the first person to be tempted by the ring and tried to take it? And I was like, well, Boromir. Yeah. And they were actually really talking about that first guy who got it off... Who, you know, who inherited it from the... You know, he cut yeah, the yeah, hand yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I That That's right. And that's yeah, who yeah. they were talking about. But to me... Um, the first person to really make like a like a really like fucked up inroad at getting that ring was Boromir, at mm-hmm. least in this the sure. movie version. Um, you know, and I love that that interplay and and the way that the way that he 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 he's got to have it and he feels like he needs it and yet he hates himself for it. Yeah, and yeah, I love mm-hmm. that. Is that how it is in the book as well? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And it's and see like watching just the movies. Like,
1: yeah, definitely, it's just kind of the the seeds are planted in the in fellowship and then. Like I said, you really see more evolution as it goes along. So Granted, the second a lot of and is, third,
0: you got to see Fellowship, but the second and third are the better ones. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Is yeah, that yeah. true?
1: Oh, absolutely. So Return, Return of the still, King is Return the best. is still the best. Yeah, yeah. I
0: mean, it won the Oscar. It was yeah, the, it, it was the film. It just
1: blows it, everything. I mean, everything culminates perfectly. There's so many great emotional moments. It's just the best effects, best visuals, all these things. But and you'll really like Boromir's brother, I think, Faramir, who you meet in uh, Two Towers. Um, and then has an even bigger role in Return of the King. Okay. Right? Yeah, I think there's a lot. Well, to them, be
0: continued. you No, know. yes. And a uh, the lot story between more.
1: Aragorn and Arwen. So many things. But oh, I like It's really Aragorn's story. like he's only. He's really just. They in the movie, especially just more of a background figure in Fellowship. I mean, he's cool. He looks awesome and everything. But like as far as like you know his being the heir to the throne of Gondor Mm -hmm. and all these things, that storyline evolves much more in Two Towers and um, Return of the King. But... Um, but, yeah, all things, like, Sam, yeah, he definitely, I mean, I think you you may not, like, love as much. Like, he is much more just do-gooder kind of thing. I'm he okay is, like, with so, that. Again, okay, okay, yeah,
0: loyal, yeah. Sure. you know? Oh, I'm a little saying, worried yeah. he's going to get corrupted, though, at points and, and, like, go after that damn ring. Because that mm-hmm. ring is fucking bad, no? No. Okay.
1: Yeah, I'm out on the But, like, yeah, he, he's the ultimate, like, just do-gooder. Like, okay, the I'm into guy. that. Because so, yeah, yeah. at
0: one point I was like, wait a minute. He looks a little sketchy right here, you know. And it turned when he was just like, let's go back, or yeah. at yeah, some yeah. point, I was like, that's a little sketch. But yeah, no, yeah. I get it now. He's just sure. a homebody to do gooder.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, of course, Marion Pippen and all these, like, like I said, all these things, they just kind of start off their storylines. The where does Marion
0: Pippin go with the Aragorn party?
1: They, well, they, um, you, they, so they get captured at the oh, end of the fellowship. And that's where um, they're going and then to go. The Aragorn, like, Les and Gimli are going to just rescue them.
0: Okay, that makes sense. So we'll see Mary and Pippin just, like, being all fucking captured and shit.
1: They're captured, but then something really cool happens. Okay. Too. So, like, all right. yeah. I'll, I can't I'll, wait. Yeah, yeah, I'll yeah,
0: check yeah. it out. I'll check yeah. it out. Maybe tonight, maybe tomorrow. Cool. All right. Um, so, anyway, I'm doing it, man. All right. I'm doing Let's it. Wait. I'm yeah. giving it a chance. I Because it's fundamental to your understanding of of Deep this culture stuff to really yeah. get, like, what's so great about those those movies, sure. books, etc. So, I'm doing it. Very cool. Um, what do you got? Okay. Let's see... Okay. Why don't you start with TV and movies and do? Start with last?
1: Okay, so um, I'm so behind on the show a little, but I did see the Westworld original movie re- recently. Oh, Have you really? Ever seen it? No, yeah. the Crichton film. Yeah. I've been wanting to. How I is got, it? I got it from Alamo, and like, uh, I enjoyed it a lot. I mean, it's like you see kind of all the seeds planted there. That I'm using that phrase a lot today,
0: but, all you know, right. like, I, but I, um, I didn't notice.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. but um, you know, obviously, the show expands on it a lot more, but you get to see basically it starts off with um a newscaster doing a report and uh, advertising Westworld and um and also Roman World, Medieval World. Um they don't have Samurai. I think the, there was a sequel. I think that's where Samurai World comes in, but um yeah, it's basically these two guys going on a vacation to Westworld. Mm-hmm. Um similar to William and um what's his name? The Uh, what was his brother's name Um, Logan or something I can't remember Mm -hmm. but like one of them is all into it the other one is not Um, and you know it follows their journey um, and like his evolution into similar to how William becomes the man in black just that evolution and corruption, and then um, becomes enemies with this gunslinger who's kind of like Men in Black. That was kind of what they drew influence from. Mm-hmm. It's not nearly as complex as the show, but um, but you still see all the the elements there. All like the story beats, all the ideas. Yeah, and then in Westworld, the people running the park. Um, How the ridiculous!
0: How ridiculous do the robots look in the special effects? Not like horrible. Horror.
1: I mean, kind of like not as good as Terminator original, but kind of like that. Like Okay. There's not, I mean, there's not a ton of scenes with, like, them yeah, with because, the robots. Yeah, because
0: that's the good thing about Westworld. Yeah. At the end of the day, like, you have to show some scenes to, like, show them being ripped right, apart. Right, right. But after that, it's just the dude. It's
1: pretty <laughs> much just <his> the dude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Right. But they really don't go, like, full into the robot until, like, really the end is when they show it full. Mm. But it really, it doesn't look horribly cheesy. Okay. Um, I mean, it was, like, I mean, it just impressive because it was 70s, I think. Um, but for the most part, it looks like a traditional western, Cool. Um, and some like you know some sci-fi tech there. But it's really cool. So it's, it's got all the beats there, um, and you know the, the about midway through is when the robots start r- 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 fighting back and all that. Um, so if you look, I mean, yeah, you you can see where they're all the ideas from them, and then expanded to them on mm. the show and made um, them much much more interesting. Right, yeah. right. But I think it's really worth seeing if you're a big fan of the show mm-hmm. just to appreciate the origins. How
0: far behind are you still?
1: Only like three episodes. Okay. I'll like so yeah. finish that up. Uh, I will. But yeah. Have you finished? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah. I'm, I'm on the fifth or sixth. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I want to because I stopped like right before I left for Dallas, but I do need to get back on it. So cool. Yeah. Um. So that's Chris' movie. What else did I have? Um, I saw Sicario too recently. Really? Um, yeah, I did. yeah, yeah. Really? I did. I wanted my brother
0: to that, Did you so. see the original Sicario? Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, is that is that the by the guy who did Arrival? Yes, the first one. Is it, it was really a different director on this one? Is it like, really? No. Yeah. Is it really did, like, yeah. excellent Sicario, the first one? I really liked it. I I
1: actually kind of I, I don't know if it's your kind of movie exactly. I mean, it's it's intense, like especially the new one. Um, they do so I mean, you well, know, the basic, it's, it's, the the, war, it's the day of the, whatever, it's the day of the soldier, bro. Right. So the this one, don't fuck around. this one, I mean, they do some, like, I mean, it shows them that like these black ops dudes doing really horrible stuff, like the, in an effort to combat the drug war and, and it doesn't ignore, I mean, it like, uh, it makes it really interesting and shows their conflict and all that stuff, but no, Benicio del Toro and Josh Brolin and this—I
0: mean—they do horrible stuff too. And like, it's, it's just really intense. weird. The, but, this is a weird movie. Yeah. How is there like a sequel to a movie like that? Yeah. And also, I how does it have those kind that. of stars in it? Yeah. Like, it just doesn't seem right. Like, I mean, it's—I mean, a lot of people do like the Day it just, of the Soldado. Yeah. It sounds direct to video.
1: It sounds like, like it should be in it red. Does sound of title, but like, uh, I don't know. The first one I think just stood out as the kind of like. A thriller that also raised some really interesting moral questions. Okay. All right. And buy. this one does even more so. I mean, it's excellent from a filmmaking standpoint. I mean, the cinematography is great. The The action is this one too? brutal. So yeah, no, this one is okay. what I'm talking about. The action is brutal, and it's like, I mean, it's really intense, really gripping. Um, I can see where it's not for everyone, but, um, but I mean, I definitely liked it from that respect. Not the kind of one where it's like, sit back, popcorn, enjoy it kind of thing. Right. Because they're, I mean, it's pretty. I mean, so that's kind dull. of
0: a problem for me. Because sure. why do you want to make a movie? about, like, an action it, it, flick, about that kind of stuff, stuff, yeah, 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 and then yeah. not have it be... I mean, it, it, it doesn't really... Like, it's a sequel. It's an yeah. action movie sequel. Like, yeah. Sicario already exists to expose that stuff. Right. So the only reason to make this sequel is for it to be fun to watch. Yeah. I just don't really get what this movie exists to do, I guess. I When I saw it, I was like, what is that? I mean, if you look at other... Like, I mean,
1: even, like, the Jason Bourne trilogy, like... There are ones That's where like, different, the, it's though. different. But it's different. Those like, are just
0: fun yeah. spy movies. Yeah. This is like bloody and visceral and yeah. harsh and yeah. cruel and yeah. I don't know. I'm just trying to understand what the point is. I mean, people like war movies and stuff too. It's right. like that too, so. right.
1: but. It's really well done. It was uh, and so like so. Did but, you like but, it? Yeah, I did. Okay. And, I mean, especially Benicio del Toro, especially. Gives a I mean, phenomenal come on. I mean, Dude's a fucking rock oh, star. Yeah, right? it's crazy. But how was Brolin? You're really good too. Okay. Emily Blunt. Um, is I didn't really remember the first one that much because I didn't. watch Emily I Blunt's when it came in out. it? I she's like in the her. first one. Oh, like okay. she's not in this one,
0: but like, but
1: yeah. I mean, they're talking about like a
0: third one. I don't even know. Like I don't really know how you did. But I mean, I just took here's off Here's the thing. Enough. Like escape plan. I know that that original wasn't done by Villanueva. Right, right, right. But escape plan sequel and the one after that they're going direct to redbox bro yeah we're yeah. right where they belong right right and right. i just I, right. I mean
1: this one is well i guess just because like you don't need like an insane budget for something like that i mean no. it's still got to and then it has enough of a fan base that people are gonna see it so yeah i mean I not, guess. but yeah okay. i don't know i'm still surprised it, but yeah i, I mean because what, what kind made of, you go my brother likes that kind of stuff okay. and like it's uh, so maybe I mean, that's like, it I'm yeah. glad
0: I asked that because maybe people like your brother who just like I mean, really I like, like to go too, but well like, no but, uh, but, yeah. but that's not your favorite not you my know, like, my to favorite, him he but, loves that sure, right? sure. so anyway so. I, I just think that's interesting maybe more of like a people that just like to go watch like an awesome like violent action right, movie. right it's perfect right. for them sure right anyway. yeah but it, I mean, it does have some amazing
1: performances, really great cinematography and action, but it's very intense in this role.
0: What's one of the bad things that either one of them does? Like, they sti- So,
1: they're trying... Basically, they're trying to incite a gang war so they can kind of, like... The gangs Split. kind of go off each other. So, they pose as gang and, like, um, and abduct a kid and stage it and make it look like a gang did it, even though it
0: was them uh-huh. and all that. So, yeah. Well, where's the, that doesn't sound so bad. That sounds like... Politics.
1: Yeah, I know, but like, where's it, the bad part? But that, and then they—I mean, a lot of. Where's to, the
0: part where they gut someone like a fish?
1: They can, well they interrogate this one guy and they like blow up his house and stuff with his family and stuff. This
0: doesn't sound that bad.
1: Really? Oh, uh, that's pretty. They blew up this know.
0: dude's house. Like that's no, like tame. with his family members, Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, really, All right, they're that's they're pretty killing. fucked up. Yeah, that's pretty. It's fucked pretty.
1: Up. Yeah, no, it's uh, but okay. Um, All but right. I'll buy it. I mean, there's, I would say it's still, like, there's some entertainment to be had. It's just, okay. like, a different kind of, you know. Yeah. But, you know.
0: So well, my I, dad I I'll give you an interesting little thing my dad uh-huh. used to love action movies and to him he was like, I, lo-
1: I mean I like him a lot too he, he was just, I, yeah.
0: I'm, I've actually got a little tickle to want to go see some action movies recently uh-huh. like I just like have it I don't know what it is but I want to like see some action movies sure. recently but anyway he was that's all he watched like Death Wish and all yeah, those yeah. kind of movies
1: I mean I love John Wick
0: yeah yeah, yeah. right right but so those anyway. are, like, totally different because it's more fun yeah. right but he would watch it like gun porn. So my dad was into guns, and he wasn't like uh-huh. some gun nut. Yeah, 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 But he liked going to the range. He had some ARs. He enjoyed all of that, like, from an enthusiast perspective. So he'd watch that movie, and it was like, oh, man, he's got a Glock there. Look at that sick Glock. Uh-huh. And oh, man, what, oh, do you see how it just, like, ejects after the fourth pull? Oh, that's so sweet. You know what I mean? That kind of stuff. And, like, he really enjoyed that. And also the, mo- the, the machioso or the bravado, the... Um, you know the, he, you know, like Steven Seagal was one of his favorites. Uh-huh. I'm, a, I'm a little slightly embarrassed to say, and although Steven Seagal is pretty badass, and he would say he had this line, it was his thing. You know, Schwarzenegger says, "I'll be back." Well, Steven Seagal says, "Is that right?" <laughs> so, like, if somebody's just like, "I'm gonna kill you, motherfucker, you, your right? wife, your kids, and your whole family," he walks up and right? goes, "Is that right? Okay, is that right? Okay," and then he just fucks them up. Excuse my language. So, it's pretty cool. Okay. It's pretty cool. Well, my favorite
1: Schwarzenegger line, even more so than anything in Terminator, is in the first Predator when um, he's... there. It's before they even meet the Predator, they're storming this um, rebel base in Vietnam, and he pins a guy to the wall with a knife, mm-hmm. and he's like, stick
0: around. I like that, too. And there's <laughs> another one. This is another one. It's funny you mentioned that. My dad loved this. I think it was Commando, and he's got yeah, this yeah, big yeah. drill, oh, and yeah, he drills yeah, yeah, Matrix, yeah. and he goes, screw you screw you! it's just badass. It's just, yeah, I know. It's badass. It's corny gonna and like, awesome.
1: Oh, you get a perfect movie star like that who can deliver that and it'd just be perfect. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: You know what I also have a little itch to see? Um, I want to revisit the, um, I mentioned them earlier, the, um, uh, my Mission Impossible films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of yeah. want to see. Those. I want to see
1: the new one because like I, I, I It enjoy, looks good. I haven't seen all of them, but I did see the last one and I enjoyed it a lot. Was it and really Stan good Roger. and twisty yeah. and good? Yeah, it's just those are just like I mean, you know exactly what you're getting when you go to them, but they're just fun and they. I still, didn't I mean, see the last
0: like, one. Was the last one Road Nation or Ghost Protocol? I think it was Rogue Nation. I forget <laughs> okay. the title, I think you're but right. Like, I yeah, think, yeah. But I didn't see any yes. of those last two. I this saw the one before like that. This one's like
1: Fallout, and this is with... Um, game. Henry Cavill. Yeah, I, I want
0: to see it. Um, so, and I yeah. want to see the mustache from Mustache That's gaze. what I'm saying, right? Right? Mustache Gate <laughs> is
1: back. <laughs> so, no, I, oh, I'll see it. Yeah. Cool. But, yeah. Um, let's see. Do I have anything else before I do comics? Um, Flash season four still going through. I haven't finished it yet. Okay. Okay. Um, one, uh, let's see. I watched last night. I hadn't seen. I had seen it in theaters years ago when it came out. But um, three ten to Yuma. Do you remember that? Oh, oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that looks really good. Really good. Is like, it really I, good? Yeah, yeah. And, Christian well, Bale, Christian Bale and Russell Crowe. And you know who directed it? I, I didn't know. And I no? James Mangold, who did Logan, and oh. like, and so he did Logan and the Johnny Cash movie Walk the Line. Oh. So like, he's just he. I I'd be totally fine with him making like westerns his the rest of his life, like. Or, like, something that, I mean, all his movies kind of have that feel. I mean, he, he made Johnny Cash movie, he made Logan, he made this. That's like awesome. Um, I mean, he's in talks to Boba Fett. I mean, so, like, it, like, it, but 310 to was great. Like, Christian Bale plays a rancher who's down on his luck trying to provide for his family. He had been um, injured, his leg removed in the Civil War. And so he's just, like, well, he has a um, prosthetic thing, and and um, thing and is trying to fend for himself. Then, um, Russell Crowe plays an outlaw who the government catches, and Christian Bale agrees to go help escort him to a prison train, um, so he can make some money off it, and it's, just about that journey, and it's, oh, it's so good. It's just perfect action western, uh, like, pretty brutal at times, but, like, in a very entertaining way. But, awesome. their performances are awesome, dynamic, the, um, Peter Fonda's in it, Logan Lerman plays... Christian Bale's son who he's been in like he needs to be in some kind of superhero franchise because as a young like either Batman Beyond or Robin or something like that like he's got that charisma for it awesome that one's really good awesome so yeah
0: Cool, man. Yep. Um, and I'm trying to think yeah. if there's anything else I want to talk about before you do your comics little things. Okay. I want to ask you about your comics, but I don't have much of those. Okay. Um, let's see on my little list here. So I started watching Sharp Objects. Um, oh, you did? Okay.
1: It's yeah. Like, yeah. So this I, is, uh, I do want to... I want to read the book, too. Yeah. This
0: yeah. is the new... You don't really need to. Here's the thing about the books. Um, Gillian Flynn... Have you read them? i read all okay. three. Okay. Oh, cool. So Gillian Flynn wrote Sharp Objects, she wrote Dark Places, and she wrote the most famous and by far the best of the three, Gone Girl. Right. Gone Girl is... Her masterpiece thus far, because um, while all three of them are good and star really good uh, female characters, this Gone Girl um, is it, it makes a statement and it and it and it talks about this concept of cool girl uh-huh. and kind of the the pretzels that modern women twist themselves into to be what men want them to be, right? And how that takes an internal toll on her and leads her to to do some really despicable things, right? So what's really great about the Gillian Flynn books is even though they're very Um, They have strong female characters that are incredibly flawed. She's not trying to make any kind of statement or make any kind of faux hero out of a character. She's trying to show you a real, well-rounded female character and, like, warts and all. In a really good way. So that's what makes all three of them excellent. These are very flawed characters. People with suicidal issues, people with severe depression, people who, like, their relationships are all very troubled. um, People who are greedy, people who are selfish. uh, Men and women. Right and uh, that's what her books are about and some of these flaws are you know extremely serious well Sharp Objects is about this girl this woman um, who goes back to her hometown Wind Gap because um, there's been a couple murders there and she's a journalist or she's right. a journalist yeah, yeah. her mother um, and her half sister live there her half sister obviously is her mother's child once you yeah. Um she's like this really princessy little girl who lives there now she's like the apple of her mom's eye and her mom's like an older mom at this point um, but there's these murders that happen, and so she gets called back to Wind Gap, and she really doesn't want to go. She's got a lot of unresolved issues there. Um, you start to sort of see why some of that happened and the trauma she experienced in flashback in both the book and the movie, her uh-huh. show, I should say, limited series. Um and basically, it's just, she gets back there, you start to see the dysfunction in all the families, in the townspeople, in the friends, and it just starts, you know, as things happen in this current-day murder investigation, you know, like a lot of plots, it forces, you know, this is like the back of the, the book jacket, um, it forces her to confront, you know, dark secrets of the past, long since buried. Okay, yeah. You know, that concept. Sure. Um, but the thing about it is, it's directed by the same guy who did um, Big Little Lies. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And, you story. know, it's, it, it's, it's it's co-written and produced by Gillian Flynn. So, like, this is, if she was going to make her book into a, a series, this uh-huh. is what it would be. And, you know, Dark Places was a disaster. Um, so the way that it worked with the film rights, because Gone Girl was a smash hit sale. Right. The other I'm two sure. books wow. sold well, and then they sold even better once Gone Girl blew uh-huh. up. So, of course, people snapped up the rights to these books like crazy. So Charlize Theron got the rights to Dark Places and turned it into a vehicle for herself. Um, I believe Amy Adams and maybe somebody else got sharp objects, or that 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 whole process was very different. It was ah. a weird process. I think I think David. Um
1: I read some. I think it Once was the
0: showrunner originally involved. The guy who ended up doing, Fincher. yeah, yeah, yeah. He was originally involved okay. in doing it. Um, he was also going to do this series Utopia with her, and, and then it fell through, and now it's back on or something.
1: I think it was the showrunner who got the rights to it because I read about it on okay. Geek. an yeah.
0: interview with her. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so anyway, um, there, there was some rights stuff, and then it switched around, and things happened. Sure. Um, but what's, um, what ended up coming out project wise is in this order: Gone Girl first. David Fincher directed it um ben affleck and rosamund pike right and that movie is fan oh, fantastic oh, it's, it's one yeah. of it's one of my favorite movies really ever it's just re- really good it's really t- good. maybe top yeah. 25 for me i love that movie. i saw
1: it when it came out yeah i
0: mean i love I that movie that movie has one of if you haven't read the book or seen the movie one of the best twists if the, i don't know how good the movie pulls off the twist because ah. i read the book so i knew it already right, right but if the movie does pull it off effectively for you then it's one of the best oh, of anything yeah. you could ever watch yeah um And the tone is just pitch perfect in the music. Yeah, Yeah, all that kind of stuff is really great. Um, Also, in that one, the the concept of um, the damage that her parents, her parents, um, I'm jumping around a little bit here, but her parents in in Gone Girl um, were psychologists. And they damaged her by being psychologists and always psychoanalyzing her and putting her on medications. And at the same time, they would take all the situations she was going through in her real growing up years and turn it into this character called Amazing Amy. Same name as her. And um, they would make her um, they would like take the problem she was having and then like talk about how amazing Amy overcame that problem okay. and was better than that. So she was always competing with a fictional character who was growing up right beside her. Yeah, which is just to me, you know from a, from a novel perspective, just brilliant. Yeah. Um. And and so and when you buy the Blu-ray collection, it gives you a, like they made the Amazing Amy books, oh, that's and you cool. can look at them. It's really really cool.
1: I always remember seeing that one in theaters because I saw like a matinee of it right when it came out, just at Mission Valley, um, because I was still in college at the time and would go there a lot. And it was like predominantly senior citizens in the audience there, and I was just like looking at the reactions when like. You know Patrick Harris get like get, get and dies and stuff, and it's super graphic and all that mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I was like, this is really. What I'm like, I'll never <laughs> but, forget when I yeah. first saw.
0: Again, I'm I'm still jumping around, but you you ever see that movie, The Rules of Attraction?
1: No, but I it's know about really it. yeah.
0: excellent. Yeah. Um. But anyway, it's a very very dark comedy, and I sure. went with this girl who was a lot less like I don't know, just just a typical girl at the time I was hanging out with. So we go, and there's this scene where. um uh, the guy from Dawson's Creek, God, what's his name? You know the dude, um, I know, Dawson, like, okay, uh, yeah. Cam, James Van Beek. Okay, yeah. That yeah. dude has a scene where he he basically becomes obsessed with this girl from afar and starts building up her personality in his head. Mm-hmm. And for forty five minutes, he's just obsessed with her in this movie. And it culminates in this scene where he realizes that he can't have her, and he hangs himself in his Dang. dorm room. <laughs> and the and he's like and he and he goes. Melissa when he's about to hang himself and then the hanging thing rips out of the ceiling and he falls on the ground that's gotta be and I was dying I was laughing and dying right and because it was supposed to be funny it was a dark comedy the whole audience was pitch silent they didn't get it yeah I was in you know just some random theater I think it was a matinee also so you think
1: you're looking like the psycho in there I (laughs) was people are like yeah yeah, yeah,
0: look he just hung himself (laughs) When really it's just like how ridiculous and the futility. He's right. such a fuck up and he's so misguided that he can't even hang himself right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um, but but so the the way the movie progression was is it was gone girl then um i didn't even know about dark places then dark I, places yeah, yeah. came out and the reason you don't know about it is it was a direct-to-video ah. and it was um directed by i don't know some dude i forget who it was but he's not a great director he's he's like an okay usually direct-to-video director but uh-huh. get, like sort of respected cuz he did like one good thing at some point but anyway he that movie was a train wreck it is an hour and 40 minutes. It doesn't cover a lot of the plot points. Charlize Theron is about 15 years too old to play the character yeah. properly. The guy in it is not right. The 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 whole thing falls flat. The tone is wrong. It's everything that was good about Gone Girl was wrong with this. That's it was a, it was a mess. They rushed it out. It was bad. So then. And Sharp Objects is, like, how many episodes? Eight. Uh, it's exactly. a limited series of Shotgun. eight. Yeah. And it's going to, my understanding is it's going to do the first full, the, 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 the book, the whole right, book. Right, right, And then beyond that, it may get a second season where they continue the story, much like Big Little Lies oh, did yeah, or saying. is going to. Yeah, yeah. But for now, it's just this self-contained story. And sure. this, and from my memory, it was definitely my second favorite of the three books. And I believe it was the first one I read, it was Sharp, Ob- Sharp Objects. But it's fantastic, and it's also really brutal. So, like, if you watch it, it's like, wow, this is hardcore.
1: I mean, Um, just from what I've read about it, it does sound, yeah. Yeah, it's
0: intense. But the first episode is really excellent, um, and um, I just can't wait to watch more, and I will give more impressions when I get there. But for right now, it feels very similar to Big Little Lies in tone, um, except not as light, a little darker. but really, really good. Amy Adams is perfect. It's also, though, it's hard to watch. So a lot of these stories, these modern-day, like, female-led, um, there's a lot of them. There's, like, hundreds now that are all, like, New York Times bestsellers. Mm-hmm. Like, The Girl on the Train is one. Right, right. There's this movie. There's there's all the others. Um, they all generally have an, a main female character who's, like, a bad alcoholic. So, yeah. like, she doesn't know what she's seeing or if she's not seeing it. Mm-hmm. And you have, but the problem is, it's one thing in the book; it's annoying in the book. But when you watch somebody self-destructing on screen with liquor and pills, yeah. it's really hard to watch. So, yeah. like that part of it is hard for me watching her just like take a yeah. big swig of vodka and drive. And maybe just, like, gone
1: is like that too. Kinda. Is it? I mean, like it, not as bad. But well, I mean, the character is, is uh, very addicted and all that, and like they don't show it, you know, explicitly. Her taking all that, but they show her the effects of it and all yeah. that, and it's like. And it plays a bit of a plot point. But yeah. Cool,
0: but anyway, um, so that uh, I'm I'm into that. I'm enjoying okay. it. Um, last thing I want to mention is Take Two. <laughs> Did I talk about this at all the last time we t- we got together? I don't think so. Okay, so Take Two is the spiritual successor to Castle. Okay. Um, so it's by the same people uh, who made the Castle TV series. Now, I my favorite to police procedural shows that have ever existed are The Mentalist and Castle. They are my shows. I didn't know you like like
1: *Castle*. I know you like Mentalist. Yeah, the two of them.
0: Mentalist is my favorite. *Castle* is a... a, It's second... I wouldn't say a close second, but it's second to my favorite procedurals. Um, It is... And then, like, beyond that, there's, like, Lie to Me. I just love those kind of shows where there's a character who has a phenomenal skill, like a Sherlock Holmes type. Yeah, yeah. has this amazing skill... I, I like it even better if it's like a, a media famous skill so in the case of the mentalist he was a famous psychic uh-huh. who did like those fake psychic readings and like he uses those people skills those people manipulation skills to solve crimes uh-huh. and he's so cocky but like in a charming way I love him people either love or hate Simon Baker and then um, Castle is that same concept but he's a writer so his imagination right, right. allows him to like imagine what might have happened and come up with scenarios and help solve the crimes sure. plus he's just a great guy with a lot of resources he's friends with James Patterson like in the show right, so it's right, kind of meta so. sure. it's just a really good blend the characters are great Nathan Fillion doesn't hurt you know yeah, he rocks yeah. so there is a new show that just hit called Take 2 by that team and it's basically Castle rebooted because they couldn't make more Castle right. because of money and other reasons well,
1: what's that cop show that Nathan Billings the rookie and that's coming but
0: that's unfortunately not gonna scratch the itch because that's much more of like a like a Chicago PD blue bloods type show where it's like much more gritty actual like working the beat Right. Whereas I want to see people like you know eat, my parents like eating Chinese of. food out of a out of a Chinese box and like talking about who killed who done it. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah that's yeah. what I want. That's yeah. Rather my parents than, and my brother are big blue bloods. So yeah, that, that kind of show. Yeah, you yeah, know, the yeah. kind of show I'm talking yeah, about. It's, yeah, it's yeah, much yeah, more yeah. gritty and de- grounded. Sure. Um, and family drama. Right. So, right. um, take two, <laughs> the premise is there is a private uh, detective um, he used to be on the force yeah. but he caused or had something bad happen to him some death of somebody and he feels guilty for it and blah de blah blah, blah. Um, so now he's down on his luck but he's the best detective ever so he had an ex-girlfriend who is the agent of an actress and she had a meltdown much like you see on like tmz where she like collapsed and like she had drunk driving charges and she just ruined her career she got dropped from her show her boyfriend left her and she just melted down so she went to rehab for nine months comes out clean and ready to start her life again finds out she's gotten you know this one offer from one company that's willing to let her be in like a police procedural, but she's going to be a detective. So she needs to study what that's like. Uh So she gets paired up with this great detective, so she's an actress. And so far, it seems like the conceit is going to be she like can she put she's acts she puts on wigs and outfits she does like you know that kind of thing like it to solve the crime so she'll go in she'll be like hey how you doing there i'm just here for the party and like (laughs) then solves the crime and gets into places she shouldn't and the detectives just like you know does one of these like oh my god what's she gonna do next (laughs) and it's really silly and goofy but it's actually pretty entertaining uh i've been enjoying that so that's like my guilty pleasure show and i mean guilty what's that pretty garbagey um ABC? Okay, I yeah, Does
1: yeah. it sound a little fun that to you? Sounds ABC-ish. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, I
0: think it's ABC or NBC, sure. one, one of those two, not CBS. Oh, hey, okay, everyone it, has guilty
1: pleasures. It's yeah, so yeah, yeah, that would be. One. Yeah.
0: I, I thought at first we were asking because you were going to watch it. No, no, I was just curious, like okay. right uh, for the tone. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, at least it's not free form. Yeah, really. Yeah. Uh, okay, cool. So that's it for me. Let's hear um, just sort of briefly about the comics you've been checking okay, out. Sounds good. And then we can talk about Ant Man.
1: All right. I will start with Batman: White Knight since I just finished that. What um, is this? I've told you about it before. I
0: I know, but every time I see it, I'm just like, wait a minute. I know what it is. It's the Joker thing.
1: Right. It's an eight-issue miniseries written and drawn by Sean Gordon Murphy. And the idea is, let's imagine a world, or like uh, put Joker as the protagonist. And so basically, um, and he uses Jack Napier as his name. um, And basically, he takes pills to sort of erase the Joker persona from him mm-hmm. and be a reform citizen and becomes a politician and is actually trying to help Gotham. Of course Batman doesn't trust him of and goes not. even crazier um and much more totalitarian and even Batman like,
0: goes totalitarian.
1: Pretty much I mean like to the point where like even Batgirl and Nightwing are trying to like cage him, you know. Yeah. Um and so that's kind of the driving conflict. But oh my gosh, I just I especially having just I finished I had read like the first couple of years, but you know, my yeah, single always issues like, get, it's so, pretty good. My know. single issues get so totally disorganized, but I decided to just go ahead and finish the other night because it's still going to be a while before the trade comes out. Um, so I read it all like the other night, like Wednesday and Thursday, I think. Um, and it's phenomenal. It's just they like... really it, excellent. It, yeah. And I think it's the kind of book you would enjoy too. There are twists. There are um, a bunch of characters... Utilized throughout the Batman mythos. The style, I mean, you can see it's very 90s Batman animated series. I mean, he said from the beginning that's what was his primary influence in terms of creating the world because he wanted to create a Batman book that was self-contained but felt sort of like its own universe. Like, he didn't want to tie it to any kind of continuity. Um, He wanted to really make it distinguished. Yeah. And so, um, but you can see just, especially if you look at Batgirl's costume, it's very similar to um, her look in batman animated series and new batman adventures all that um but it's just really solid storytelling throughout um so it's sean gordon murphy wrote and drew it matt hollingsworth did the colors um Beautiful. it's very much like a kind like the kind of so the black label which we've talked about on the show before yeah. that imprint coming out in the fall yeah. it's the kind of book that would fit into that where it's like a darker self-contained superhero story that raises some really interesting questions um, and I don't think it, I just felt that it really never it didn't go on too long it didn't like feel too drawn out or just boring at any point kept my interest it kept you know even with some of the stuff where it was like heavily politicized and um, you know just got, and trying to tie in stuff to the real world it still felt natural. How is the it. ending? I really liked it a lot. That's the thing. I mean, there's a big um, so the other element it adds so so um you have jack napier and harley quinn and they're both trying to be more informed yeah but there's another harley in the book that is like so that um he sort of took under his wing later and she goes by the alias like neo joker in this she's trying to reawaken the joker um throughout and kind of cause chaos, chaos and oh, that. i see that's so cool Shibi. and that's the thing so like she's kind of introduced early on but becomes more of the villain toward the who's end who's this that's her. Yeah, I yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: This is the uh, cover of issue five for people who yes. are listening.
1: Yes. So that makes a very really interesting element, um, and you see, you know, like who has to work together with who, and all these things. Um, but and it utilized just enough characters to fit the story. Um, like Mister Freeze comes in toward the end, um, has a nice subplot there, but it didn't feel like overkill. Like he was trying to like, okay, I'm doing a Batman book.
0: Well, Mister Freeze was gonna, in it early. I saw a picture he, of yeah, him. Yeah, I know. He
1: shows up early and he gets like kind of a more prominent role toward the end. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't feel like it was like, okay, I'm doing a Batman book. I got to cram in as many characters as I can just because this is my chance to play with them. No, I thought he utilized all of them really well. Um, and he didn't make he made a good case for like both Batman and Joker throughout the story. That's like, awesome. In terms I, of who was right? And, I need to
0: check this out. So, looks really good.
1: I. Highly recommend it. So it's all done. The trade should be out later this year, I believe. Um, but it's eight issues. Really great, and and there's even talks of like him doing more books like this. You should. Why shouldn't he? You know? I think. I mean, it, it's it's I mean, you talk about someone who's... Because uh, there are in comics, there are a few people who can write and draw well, you know? Like, um, and I think Sean Gordon Murphy is one of those. Because, you know, there are artists who also write, but not all the time it's that good, you know? Here's the like, other
0: thing, too. Right. Here's the other thing about that is um, there's a special magic cohesiveness. Yes. There, there's a lot to be said for that special relationship between artist and writer. Uh-huh. And that's great, and that can make some of the best books that exist when that relationship is good. Uh, Capullo and um, Snyder. Snyder are a yeah, great yeah. example of that. Sure. They make each other better. Sure. But there's always going to be a disconnect between the initial intent of the writer and the artist, right, unless right. they're the same person. Right, right, right. Because right. he knows visually how it's going to play while he's writing it in a way that nobody else could. Right, right. So there is if you can be as good as he is potentially from what you're saying. Right, both... Right it really is ideal
1: i think that i mean because there are people who can do that like sean gordon Murphy, like mike mcnola um the late darwin cook you know people like that then there are others who are like um like i, I can't really speak from person because i haven't read the stuff he's written yet but brian hitch is like i love his art i have not heard great things about like the books he's written mm-hmm. like he did the justice league run that i that no one was really into yeah. um so things like that like um, and that was Grant Morrison's advice to Mark Malara when he was starting out, was, like, pick one, whether you're going to pursue writing or drawing, because, like, it's really hard to do both. And yeah. so it's a rare treat when someone can do it that well and be sort he, of... He must have had some
0: episodes Alex. in the can, or did it take a long time for this to come out?
1: Um. No, It. I mean, they got it out from upper, I think he... He probably had most of it finished before they started releasing them. But yeah,
0: because like, um, it's a lot of work on these pages yeah, oh, I'm seeing. Yeah,
1: Just, I'm Just, his, sure, no, his, his art style is very detailed. Very detailed, very nuanced, and I mean, there and there are a lot of panels on a it, and it's pretty, I and mean, the, di- the dialogue's pretty dense. It's a, a masterpiece. And, yeah, it really so, is. Well, visually. Visually, and yeah, no, and great story, so highly recommend that to any Batman fan.
0: Cool. Oh, yeah. Um, I also see another um, interesting book sitting here. Okay. Um, also, yeah. Else Worlds ish, although it isn't. It is canon. It's canon, but, but like,
1: but they're also, Marvel just rebooted again. So, like, I mean. Here is yeah. Yeah. Doctor Strange, this time written by Donny Cates. Written by Donny Cates and illustrated by Gabriel Walta, who's the artist of The Vision, um, which I was really excited to check out more of his stuff. Right. Um, I can see
0: the vision art here.
1: Yeah. So, it, this is actually the first, like, full Doctor Strange arc I've ever read. Like, I yeah. I always want to read more. It's just, Doctor Strange is not one of the books that has thousands of issues. And, like, and you don't see, even on the trade stacks, and stuff, you don't see a ton. So, like, right. it's hard to find and really didn't even know where to start. I would like to check out Jason Aaron's run, um, eventually, too. Uh, like, I've seen at Barnes & Noble. They've got a hardcover collection of that. Um, but, anyway, this is the one. I Like, I asked a um, friend of the shop if I could just start with, if I could go into this book not having any idea of what was going on before that and still understand it. He said, yeah. Um, so I checked it out and yeah, I really enjoyed it. It's a, the, now the, um, it's weird. This is being my first, like full Dr. Strange comic that i have read where it, the um, mantle of the Sor- sorcerer's Supreme is actually held by Loki in this arc. Um, because through a series of events leading up to this, um, Steven Strange lost um, his abilities to Loki in some kind of contest. And so Loki became the rightful, um, Sorcerer, yeah, Supreme. Sorcerer Supreme and Steven is just back to being a doctor. Um, and so that made it interesting and it, um, and I think there's a, there are a lot of, and so this storyline is basically about Steven trying to get his powers back. Um, and so it made for a really interesting dynamic. Um, I liked it a lot. It was very entertaining. Uh, maybe not I, as great as some of Kate's other stuff. But still very entertaining. I love the art. Um, Gabriel Walta is just phenomenal. the like I Yeah, it's great. I mean, because he did Vision. Um, look at this picture, man. Look at this. Just I know. Look at a, that. hey Rich is pulling out a double page spread of Loki. Um, just Gargoyle kind of like in, things with like art, Asgardian Asgardians stop around, and it's beautiful. But yeah, oh, that,
0: that, the color too. Is the specific. color is perfect. Yeah. So does the story like shift, and then soon Doctor Strange is back in the game, or is that still coming?
1: Wait, well, it happens for the end. But yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, but it's a lot of fun. So I mean, again, with the Marvel like reboots right now, it, that his run only lasted like um, somewhere in the teens issues or so. Now Mark Waid's writing it. Okay. Um, but I mean, I also, I mean, it definitely compelled me enough to pick up more because they'll just I, be I, one more, right? There'll be mean... one more trade. Yeah, unfortunately. But um, but yeah, it's well worth checking out. You read some of Aaron's, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, yeah, I have yeah. the
0: Way of the Weird or whatever. Like, what was the
1: story in that? Do you remember? Uh, You
0: know, I don't offhand. Um, I'd have to to go back to it. Sure, sure. It was was cool.
1: Okay, cool. From what I read. Cool. And I know The Oath is the big Doctor Strange book that everyone reads. I gotta read that. Yeah, yeah. that's
0: the Vaughn run. Yeah. So, this is The Big Dog. Yep. I have read the first two volumes of Southern Bastards. Yep. The third one... Um, I wanted to read but haven't gotten to yet. And I understood it was stories, right? It's that one is
1: a collection of short stories that
0: tie into the main narrative still,
1: but it does um sort of like I don't want to say take a break from the main like ongoing, but like it is like character one shot So stuff.
0: we've talked to um. It's Jason so Aaron stuff. about this quite a bit. And what's really interesting, and Latour at cons, yeah. and what's really interesting about this book is they just, it's very unique. So Southern Bastards, for those who don't know, is a book that is not necessarily, at least from the beginning, about a particular character, but rather about a town um, in the South and mm-hmm. uh, very much a football-driven culture yep. where um, the high school and the football and the coach of that football team rules That's what they live like on. a like, president. Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. He rules the world. And um, there is this, the main characters are uh, at least Earl on early on Earl, 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 Earl Tubbs uh, and- Later uh, on his daughter. It was a good place to see him, bigger role in this arc especially. Um, and then- um, the Coach Boss. Coach Boss, yep. which is the second. So the first trade was only like four issues and yep. it was Earl Tubbs' story. Yeah, Then, something crazy happens that's totally unexpected and then the second trade and that's especially crazy when you're starting a whole franchise Uh and then the second trade is all Coach Coach Boss's story and his backstory and so really you just get two self-contained stories from this town that are leading up to some big stuff and he's a guy you hate with a fiery passion in the first
1: one I mean he's brutal, he's racist, he's just a scumbag. He's really, there's and not like, one like There's not one aspect. like Last about it in the first book. And then, not that it justifies any of that in the second, but it gives him a incredibly compelling that. backstory that makes you at least yeah, empathize with and him. And
0: feel bad for yeah, him, because yeah, of yeah. what he'd been through. Yeah. So those two, they, they did their own thing, where they said, you know what, these are both small, self-contained intro arcs. Yeah. They're both going to be ten bucks. Yep. So instead of the one trade being ten, they did two for ten. Right. And that's really cool. Yeah. Now, yeah. then they came out with volume three. That one was their first volume 1499.
1: Is, right, it's six issues. And, and it's so six it's, issues, and it's so is each
0: one told, like, a story, or were there multiple there were, So there were, like, the majority
1: of the, that arc is self-contained short stories. There are character one-shots that focus on some of the background characters that we've seen throughout the book. Uh-huh. So, like, the sheriff, um some of the rednecks and all that. And then at the end, it continues the story where it picked off in in Volume 2 with Roberta Tubb, Earl's daughter, coming back to town. Uh, She was a Marine. um, And and,
0: she's been uh, being hinted for a while. She had
1: been built up for a long time, yeah. All right, Um, and then the
0: fourth one is what?
1: The fourth one And give us the lead up. It's been a while. So basically, it focuses on the town's rivalry with another county um that one of the big football rivals and it focuses on the gang bosses between, so like coach boss and then his rival Uh-oh. and then um roberta's story continues um it was sort of a culminate like whereas the earlier ones kind of like uh, a plot wise it kind of focused on one character here one character there this kind of culminates everything and like there's it's a, i mean even more brutal Everything comes together, um, and there is a big face-off in the end. Um, it's just, uh, it's such a good book. But like, um, and the other thing I wanted to talk about with this one, so there was a delay throughout the publishing of this one with right. the single issues in the trade, and the reason for that was that jason latour and the editor of the book both lost their fathers during the making of it and so and it's a very i mean this isn't your traditional comic where you know because aaron latour they both work for marvel too so like they're used to delivering monthly comics on that but this one is not the kind of book you just like whip out on a night and all that i mean it's drawn from huge personal experiences heavy emotions um you know their experiences growing up in the south um, all you know, really they go to really dark places in the book, and so he said he wrote an afterword to it and said, like, um, I first of all, I want to thank you for the incredible fan support throughout this process. But yes, there was the reasons for this, it took like right. there was a two year break in between the last trade and this one, and the issues were slow to come out, too. Um, for thank that you reason, your patience, yeah, and so, um, and like, I mean, yeah, you because you, you can't just, I mean, draw or write a book like that. With, um, that's so heavily, dr- dr- relies on so much emotion when you're going through something on your right, own, you know? Right. So, um, and it, but I think that just made the book all the more personal, all the more compelling. Um, and you see that in this, uh, in this arc specifically. Wow. So, the art is just, oh, it's the best. Ridiculous. Yeah. And Latour said on, on Facebook he's writing and drawing issue 21. So, I don't know when that starts when the next art comes up, but, cool. um, but it's just, yeah. So, as other about, it's just, yeah, there's, not much to say else other than it just, just, it it just gets it's better just, and better. Yeah, it's just.
0: Is it get it better and better, or is it just continue to be awesome?
1: Um, little of both. I mean, like, depends on what you're looking for. Like, this one did feel like the most plot driven, um, out of all of them, and there was a lot happening. But they've all been great, so it's really hard to say. Um, but it really is just the perfect mix of just strong character development, um, brutal drama. Um, gorgeous art, just so many different things. But yeah, this one was the most like just plot heavy. I would say. Well, I'm into that. Yeah, cool.
0: Um, and I guess that's it. That's it for me. Awesome. Um, in that case, it okay. is time to talk about we are go going for from Ant-Man. a
1: brutal like crime comic to let's talk some Ant Man. Right. Yeah.
0: right. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so let's talk about impressions going in. Uh, what were you expecting from this movie?
1: I mean, I really enjoyed the first one a lot as just a really fun heist comedy, and like I said earlier, you know, a lot of that has to do with Paul Rudd being a driving force in that, and Michael Douglas and Evangeline Lilly, they had perfect chemistry, and while the first one is a very just like super predictable baseline origin story, it was still just I had a ton of fun with it, and and that was I mean I that was I had much more reservations going into the first one than this yeah. one well, because the, of the drama with you know with Edgar Wright yeah. leaving. I was really disappointed when that happened, and I, I think I was everybody was. Oh, I mean, everyone. Yeah, it was yeah. just
0: like here's a perfect opportunity to let like an auteur. And there's very few auteur-comedian filmmakers. Yes. Like, that's very rare. Yes. And to let a guy like that come in and do Ant-Man, and it's a funny character, it's Ant-Man.
1: And it's also a project that he brought, he he was working on. For 15 before, years, like way, forever. Way before the MCU even developed. So that just made it all the much worse, that it's like, oh, after all that work, he wants we it. Fi- anyway.
0: we're finally going to get Ant-Man, it's going to be part of the MCU. Yeah. The moon and the stars and the heavens have yes. aligned here, yep. not just the moon and the stars. I mean, it was that perfect. Right. And yet, they you, couldn't come to an agreement.
1: They degree. dropped it, and then, no offense to Peyton Reed, but it's just like no one had really knew really knew who he was at the time and all that. And we're just, I'm like, oh, is he just a hired gun and all that? But then the first one turned out to be very enjoyable despite all that. I mean, um, I thought it was a very entertaining heist comedy. Not, like, mind-blowing or anything, but
0: just tons of fun. Um, I thought
1: Michael Peña really stole Michael the Pena show. Michael Peña was
0: perfect, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Michael Douglas is fantastic. And Paul Rudd, he there's a lot of elements of this movie that are fantastic Paul Rudd is amazingly unbitter is the thing I would really, say yeah They'll there's no bitterness in him and yeah. like none yeah um, and a great example of that is one of the main plot points of both films but especially the first one is being in prison he has lost his daughter for many years yeah and he lost his wife yeah she's with a new guy yeah um, and he has to be okay with that and move forward. And when you look at his life on paper in the first one and in this one, it sucks. Right. But he is never down about it. Um. This movie started off with this really cool scene. Ant-Man and the Wasp started off with this great scene where he's on house arrest. Yep. He's on house arrest throughout the whole film. And he goes, he creates this Adventure in his house for him and his daughter to play through. I guess that's not the opening opening. There's, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's but another like, opening sure. that's like a more lore flashback, heavy flashback yeah. to Michael Douglas and his, and his wife and all that drama. Right. Um. But the this this fort that he builds reminds me of forts I used to build in my basement. Oh yeah, and yeah I yeah, really yeah. did. Um, I had like cardboard boxes and I had different stuff and like it would just build this fort and you could just crawl through it and explore and you yeah. felt like you were in another world and that world he created for him and his daughter in this little ant world and everything's large and he has to use special stuff it also reminded me of when I was a kid and I loved the idea of video games and there's a red key for the red lock and I get through it and then yeah. it's awesome now I have to find the blue key that kind of stuff it was so fun to watch yeah. and then when it finally culminated in, in a slide where they slide it's like we gotta cool. escape it's melting <laughs> down and they do this slide down the stairs and it's a spiral like you- um, could have
1: totally believed because I know he has a son and a daughter in real life, and like you could have totally believed that was his actual daughter in real life because they had just perfect chemistry. And I love to see from, like, that when you know. have a great child actor mm-hmm. or actress, um, and great chemistry there between the parent and child, it would that just made it all the more perfect. Today.
0: And and uh, and then what's also really cool, and there's a lot of moments that are kind of like this, but Michael Pena busts in on them, <laughs> and he's just like, "Yo, we got a problem with the plans." They, you know, blah 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 happened, and yeah. so like it's literally like the sky comes out, right, right? Or like the top of the the cave they're spelunking right, through right, right, right. rips open, and giant Michael Pena comes through. Right, it's just really funny, and it sets the tone of the movie really well. Um, there was a really weird thing about this movie that was odd. And I forget how much he was involved in the first one. The FBI agent that's dogging him the whole time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who is that? Was he Randall in the Park. first one? No, he wasn't. But okay.
1: I love the actor. Randall Park, though. But he didn't Yeah. yeah He's uh, like yeah. a
0: foil. Um, yeah. Like the two of them are like buds, but like they make on it, opposite sides of not, the wall. Th-
1: right. And like, that. I thought that made a perfect element, too, of like... Um, he has to make him believe that he's still in house arrest the whole time, and um, so by the end of the movie, Randall Park still can't find any evidence that he left the house at any time, even, even though, though he's been he out of there been the, out the entire, entire freaking time movie. Yeah. And hired his aunt to step in for him and wear his, um, his like remote and tracking device and all that. Yeah. Um, so that was just well, fun
0: I would yeah. say that it's what's really weird about this movie. Diving into it a little deeper mm. is that it really has three antagonists. Um, does, and yep. none of them are really an antagonist, not really.
1: Well, I think Walton cl- Coggins them. I mean, yeah, like he's maybe play. the
0: closest yeah, to yeah. an actual evil doer. Sure, sure. Um, but honestly, all three of them are very different types of antagonists than you would normally get. Walton Goggins is the most traditional, right, right. Um, you weapons know, being dealer weapons, weapons dealer, yeah, yeah, warlord yeah, yeah. type. Yeah, yeah. So basically, the three that we get are first off, um, Ghost. Right. Um, so Ghost is this girl who we find out. Um, in a tangential way has a huge grudge against um, Pim. And Pym, yeah. Um, because of her father being disgraced and she believed it was totally uncalled for and fired he lost his reputation. That led him to do experiments that would like get his reputation back. Right. And those experiments backfired, killed her family and left her in this tremendously excruciatingly painful state P-cophated. where she's constantly shifting um, matter. So, like, and she's, she's never on the stable. verge
1: of death at this point. And so, like Yeah, her,
0: that's another thing. So, yeah. not only is it painful, but also she's got a clock now. Yeah. Like, her deterioration is worse and worse, and she's got like three weeks left right. um, to live, and so she's got to go on a quest. Now, also going on is the fact that Michelle Pfeiffer, who plays um, Pim's wife, Janet, yeah. Janet uh, Van Dyme, she. Is, has been trapped in the quantum realm since the first movie. Well, since 30, well, right, 40 years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and um, so she's there. Um, they had a little foreshadowing of this because. They it, thought
1: she was just dead, but then after um, Ant Man goes in, Paul Rod goes into the quantum realm in the first movie and gets out they realize maybe she's still there right. and that's what they're the mission they're on
0: that's you know? what sort of triggers yeah. that so they're, they're on that mission um he uh he and then ghost is trying to get back at them for what happened and also finds out that they might be able to get her back from the quantum realm and think and she starts believing that and this is a little far-fetched but she starts believing it's, that but, if janet van dyne comes back she'll be covered in quantum energy that will help Ghost herself yeah. recover. And it turns out, in a twist later on, that Lawrence Fishburne's character is actually facilitating this, and he's the one with the idea that this would work. Right. So it's not so far-fetched, because he is a scientist, well, fetched. he came like, up with that idea. But, but the like, coincidence uh, of it...
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, and, uh, like, But, I mean, I'm totally fine with ant being the most far-fetched and ridiculous and, like, plot heavy. Yeah. Especially with it. I'm glad that they upped everything in this one, because, like, I mean, that's... The, I mean... Where I mean, like I talked about earlier, how there's kind of different facets of the MCU. Captain America being kind of the most and Iron even serious. like yeah. most serious and grounded and visceral. This is by far the most outlandish and fun and ridiculous and. Um, all Guardians, but, in are
0: Guardians in this or Guardians? Yeah, I, I still think like, maybe this a little more. I'm with I, you.
1: Yeah, just because it happens on Earth, like Guardians, everything. I it's in space. I can believe yeah. all that stuff. So the collector like,
0: yeah. is in space. So yeah, yeah, as yeah. Crazy and loony as his collection is, it's space. So yeah, I'm like yeah, exactly. there's, Aliens are gonna have different roles and stuff.
1: But, exactly. Um, so
0: anyway, yeah. though, um, so Ghost is on this mission. It's being facilitated by Lawrence Fishburne. Um, chance encounters, chance meetings ensue. But at the end of the day, um, Ghost is a villain. But by the end of the film, she's not really a villain. In fact, she's one of the good guys. They're they're, they're a team now. Right. They're trying to keep her alive. Um, Michelle Pfeiffer has discovered powers in the quantum realm that help her cure her. Um, and then some other... We'll talk about the ending scenes later. Sure. But, you know, they're they're basically all allied by yeah, the end. Yeah. She's not really that as evil as she had seemed. So she yeah, really... Did,
1: that is a good point, though. That, that Like, yeah, pretty much all the villains, no one is super evil. Even... Walter well, Goggins,
0: yeah, I mean, like, so let's talk himself, about him. But... Let's talk about him. Okay. So Walton Goggins is the second villain, and he is somebody that they are in, they're introduced to because they're building machines. Yeah, uh, their machine to go back into the quantum they realm. was tech and all and that, and they need technology, yeah, yeah. so they need a black market tech dealer. So enter Walton Goggins, who plays right. the role well. It's a pretty light role. Oh, I okay. bet. I mean, he, like he, he plays it well, and he does that Southern draw perfectly. Yeah, he like does the. Does he basically roles. plays yeah. like this time it's warlord instead of Nazi, but it's the right. same concept from Justify, right? But a
1: much more just goofy predator. I just I told you I did see the Tomb Raider movie recently. Yeah, he's a villain in that, and he's much more brutal in that, and like very traditional villain. Yeah, this one, yeah, I mean just kind
0: of the goofy one. And yeah, they like, even give him some comedic relief and all that. Like we're gonna um, we're about to give you some truths. Right, right. How'd yep. that be? Right, you know. And it's 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 goofy and funny. He's and not gonna
1: like do anything horrible to people. He just, I mean, he just maybe self-love. he does. But maybe we like didn't see oh, it. We don't see it. And like and yeah, he's just pretty much just. I mean, money-driven, and that's it, about it. Exactly,
0: he wants yeah. to make money. He's got clients that are dangerous people right, that right, want the attack, right. and blah blah blah.
1: So, anyway, so oh, one of my after, favorite scenes, speaking of, between yeah. him and Michael Pena, where he get he's trying to find out where. Um, he is, and so Michael Pena goes into a monologue about Ooh. where um, Scott is emotionally. Yeah, like, instead. Oh, idiot! I want to know him where he is geographically. Like, oh, well, he's out in the woods there. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. It's good. I mean, they, they really play up the truth serum in that yeah. scene. It's really funny, and they joke about, is it really truth serum? Another thing that's cool about the tone, it's really demonstrated clearly in those villains, um, in those quote-unquote villains. Mm-hmm. Goggins and his partner, this Asian dude, who is like administering this the truth theorem. Yeah. Like they're both really serious on the face, but both of them can have like can get a little silly. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, very much. And so that's really the way a lot of that is. So anyway, they're they're the second antagonist. Um and then the third antagonist is the FBI, agent. right? Right. Because the entire movie, it's like, basically <laughs> he's trying to enforce some ridiculous house arrest that's totally uncalled for, right? Um, and but whatever, it, it provides some good comedic action. He's because, trapped
1: by, wait, and, and his motivation is that. He's been the laughing stock in his department, all that, and he's trying he needs to, to war He needs to win, and he's like, "Oh, I can get this guy." Like right, and so guy. that's
0: sort of the deal. <laughs> so all yeah. three of these people are diametrically opposed to Ant Man and Pym, um, uh, and 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 what's her name? The young Van Dyne. Um, we may have lost some listeners out there. But yeah, you, Ron, you don't know
1: who the Wasp is. Huh.
0: What was the point here? were to make? Hope. Hope dog. God, what is duh. our problem? Hope Van Dyne. Um anyway, whew. Um it, it's a So it, so Hope um and uh, Hank and uh, Ant-Man Scott. It's uh, Scott. Yeah, yeah. Are are diametrically opposed to these people, but none of them are true villains.
1: No, And yeah. it's
0: interesting. Yeah, it's it really is. interesting. It's a different take, and you know, for a series that for a long time has talked about, you know, the the narrative has been that the villains are weak, right? Um, right. Weak villains. It's really interesting. Just kind of
1: they're just kind of, uh, just like,
0: kind of the, yeah. incidental, almost. Right. Right. Um, now, I would say Ghost is a good villain um, in that her motivations are understandable, and and also because she doesn't want to go. I, I guess there is one point when she's going to go so far as to abduct a child, but she really doesn't want to. And, and yeah, and, and and I I don't know. I I feel like she's got she's got. And I mean, line when you're on a clock
1: to like that, and you have all these things, going, I mean, and you're gonna die. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
0: It's, and, it's tough and when you believe these people are responsible for your father's ruin and subsequent death yeah, yeah. Um, which it turns out is not the case that right, was yeah, a bad yeah, guy sure um, sure but which which you know I could have predicted that but it's it's interesting yeah. it's an interesting dynamic so I would say that that was cool overall though I, I wouldn't say they were great villains. No, um, no. I, I would say that, that the thing that annoyed me maybe the most was as much as I liked Randall Park is that his name? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. As much as I liked his character and that dynamic it just fundamentally annoys me and I guess this is a holdover from Captain America when, um, um, Civil War it just annoys me this whole Sokovia Accords and oh he used the Ant-Man suit now he's arrested <laughs> now Hope and Hank are, are running for their lives I did love
1: that monologue what? though. well I did love that monologue though that um, when he, he's explaining it to Scott's daughter and he's like look dad's not Batman but and he goes into this super long monologue about it um, but arresting him because he went and uh, went to Germany and went and played um, So-and-so with Captain America and all that. And yeah. No, it was, no, was, it was done well. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah.
0: done oh, well. And I, I mean,
1: you're... But uh, at the same time... well, so They yeah, know they,
0: it's stupid.
1: They know it's stupid, but you have to think about the timeline here, too, because this takes place before Infinity War, so it's not like, you know, Thanos is here and all that, and there are more important things. This is still in the aftermath of the Scobie Accords and all that, mm-hmm. and so, like,
0: I mean... Which I think still, is dumb as shit. I mean, I just think it's dumb. I, I don't get... Taking superheroes that were trying to save the world and punishing them with house arrest and a threat of prison. What are you yeah. talking about? Yeah, you save the world. It's stupid. Yeah, no, I it's mean stupid. it is dumb, but I mean, I mean it was a plot device, and that's fine. And I mean gov- that's fine. Government does stupid stuff. In the that's true. World, so. That's not untrue. <laughs> there, there is. You want to talk about bureaucracy and just stupid decisions and you know, that's very not sp- unrealistic. <laughs> yes that's actually not not untrue. Now that now that you said it, that makes sense. It's dumb, but so is the government often. Yeah. Yeah. So okay, I'll buy yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So let's. Uh, what What are your thoughts on these on these three sort of antagonistic forces? What do you think of each of them individually?
1: Individually, I definitely had the most fun with Rhino Park. I just liked his. Like, yeah, he's fun. Their banter was just fantastic. Like, uh, and um, and I just. I mean, I like that they didn't make him a douchey government guy. He's just like. He's the kind of, like, loser in his department. He's trying to get a win. And, Uh, like, uh that made for a perfect dynamic between him and um, Scott.
0: Oh, and you want to hear a scene. I'm so glad. One thing this movie does really well, and the first one did it also, is it takes a left turn instead of a right away from really bad cliches. So it didn't have this scene. Um, Ant-Man almost gets home in time. But no, yes. Randall Park catches him I'm has so him. Glad they didn't do that. And then he's about to put the handcuffs on him and uh oh, turns out Randall Park's character has a heart of gold and he I'm says so I'm going to give you a pass on this one. Go get him, Tiger! I love that they managed. Thank made you, Lord, to not have that scene in it. They didn't he do that. He evaded capture the whole time. It was such a good decision. I love that they did that, and it was perfect. And and it was so close
1: to being caught too. But like, uh, and right down to the, the scene where um, the his girl. daughter's covering for him and says he's sick and all that. He got back just in time and looked like he's just been throwing up and all that. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was perfect. it was awesome. Yeah, yeah. Right, and
0: I was so happy to see that because it yes. it subverts your. I agree. Bad expectations. Your sure. expectation is that this is going to do something really, sure. really dumb. Sure. Sure. So sure. I'm really glad that didn't happen. Um, I like the concept. I like all the shrinking stuff. I always like that. Uh-huh. And I think that as far as combat in the MCU goes, I think I like it maybe... One of the best uh, combat systems. I, it's I, just fun
1: because it's. I love especially watching, especially seeing Wasp kick
0: butt. Later, Wasp like Wasp is badass. Because
1: Scott just is a goofy kind, of, like ah, uh, but like Hope is trained from the Is is the more serious of the two, and totally kicks. But that scene when she takes down all um Coggin's guys, the henchmen, all that. Oh, that was awesome. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I
0: know she's. Yeah, that scene was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then fights Ghost, and that was like her only like real right, challenge right. and. And, and all of the fights were, and there weren't that many. That's another thing that's great about this movie. It was not overblown on the action. No, it was. There wasn't, were yeah. like two action I scenes. Thought it was
1: primarily comedy in that manner. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll tell you what yeah. I
0: thought the funniest part was, and I was actually genuinely laughing, is when they went to school. They we went to school, And with he hilarious. became kid sized. Uh,
1: when they went to school, it was perfect. The parts I laughed the hardest were that, um, when he's reading, um, what's the John Green book? Fault in Our Stars. And that was ben good. And, crying, yeah. and then the Randall Park stuff, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, but as far as the other villains, yeah, I mean, Coggins was fine. I mean, that was exactly the kind of role for him, like the southern drawl, mm-hmm. um, black market dealer and all that, so that was fine. Um, Ghost, I'm glad that they actually gave some more interesting backstory, because I was worried with everything going on, I'm like, she's going to be a totally
0: one-note villain. I
1: mean, all that. Um, well, the other thing was too like, was it, like, from the
0: previews, it looked like it was going to be like the world is at risk. Right, right. No point in this entire film was the world at risk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a gift. Yeah. I just thought of this right now. They really There's no them. moment when the world was at risk, and that is awesome. The risk was him getting caught. Mm. Um, perhaps that the technology falling into so the wrong die. hands. No, no, the tech falling into the wrong hands, yeah. and then yeah. a warlord, and then right, who knows right. what could have happened. I guess that's sort of a world threat but Ghost dying or Ghost killing them and right. preventing them from bringing um, Janet Van Dyne back. Well, and there's also the possibility, because
1: they kept hinting at that um, Janet has changed a lot and all that, there's possibility that, that could,
0: they rescue was her gonna, and she become a villain. Right, yeah, and right. And they could have done that. Right, yeah. there's a lot of things that could have been world-ending trouble right, right. and weren't. Yeah. Um, and that's good. And I think mean, was, not every movie has no. to be the world is going to end.
1: Especially coming out of Infinity War and Black Panther, I like the, the timing year was perfect for them to do something on a smaller scale. Uh-huh. But, okay, uh, so yeah.
0: we love Paul Rudd. That's been established. Sure. He's just as good in this as ever. Sure. How do we like Evangeline Lillian? Let me okay, preface yeah. this. She's phenomenal. Let yeah. me preface this with a little funny thing about her. As I was watching this movie, my main exposure to her, as a lot of people's, is lost. Law so of time, I yeah. know her as Kate, 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 and Kate was sure. always really harsh, judgmental kind of kind of. I mean, a lot of people would say she's like a nice person, but she was just very like she she had an abusive father. Her seen her right. mom be beat up. She was very closed off. She was very like like hard edged. I don't want to use the b word, but you know she was just very yeah, yeah, rough. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sure. And. I kept waiting for Hope Van Dyne to be that way, mm-hmm. and she isn't that way. But she's a very she had, different character. Too, because yeah, like she's Scott pissed. Scott left her,
1: um, you know, she's, she's pissed. Like, had all this stuff with but, her mother. All, I mean, she had perfectly reasons, to. But, but she
0: relents yeah. much more quickly than I thought to, like, the two of them, like, Falling for one another. Right, I just right. thought their relationship was so cute and yeah, so it is, Yeah, it really is. I like the 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 romance, and they keep it light in all of them. But I, the romance in all of these MCU movies lately—they've
1: done a really strong job with them. I mean, like it's, Doctor
0: it's, Strange was great. Yep, I love that. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't like her role in that. I like her in that. Black
1: Panthers. I mean, Black yeah, Panther yeah, had a yeah, good romance. Yeah. That was
0: a really cute story. Yeah, yeah. He, he's a badass. He could, he could save the world, but he can't speak in front of his love interest. Right, you know? right, right. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's cute. Yeah, it's yeah. sweet in a way that and you romance hasn't been. That just
1: have good chemistry with each other and that it feels natural. Yeah. They
0: really, but I just was really surprised that Evangeline Lily isn't in more stuff because she's just so good. Oh, yeah, no. She, like, why isn't she more prolific? I mean,
1: I know her from Hobbit. And so, like, i never done a okay. deep dive into Lost, Um, but I've seen some of season I one. I cannot believe oh. you
0: haven't watched Lost. Like know, something's very yeah. wrong, bro. I know. Very wrong. Well,
1: I just I know the ending is super ambiguous, so that's why I'm always hesitant to go uh,
0: you'll like get that. you'll get the answers you want before okay. the ending. Okay. The ending is just annoying, but the the answers are there. Okay. Um and the journey, man. The first three seasons are just I yeah. mean, it's next level. Yeah. Now that said, it's like anything you watch out of its time period. Um True. things oh, have I been done been... again in other shows, yeah. Yeah. and it's like, oh wait.
1: I'm sure I would have been super into it back when it was first on the air, but yeah. But yeah. So but um, I think she will yeah, be. now you... especially with this one I mean, like, because 'cause first one's more supporting role. This one she's co leading it, um, go starring and
0: Very uh, and deserved. Hobbit she
1: got I mean, she's still back. Who was them. she in Hobbit? She's one of the elves that uh, like um that like uh, she's not really in the they made her up for the movies, but um she's sort of like the arwen type character okay. in the Hobbit trilogy. Okay. But yeah. Um but oh yeah, she was fantastic here. So um yeah i love the chemistry it's the there's plenty of humor and i like i, I just love that hank them is with them the whole time and gets to make comments and stuff and you're like all right so when you stop staring at my daughter can we move along here mm-hmm. and run away from the police and yeah I- <laughs> yeah i love that stuff i love
0: that stuff um but i liked it that, I, I was saying before the um the tech about like you shrinking the building and yeah, shrinking, yeah, 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 the, yeah. shrinking the cars and that hot, oh, wheel, hot thing wheel thing. Oh, the hot wheel thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because out. And I
1: love that Michael, you have a character like Michael Pena who comments on that and thinks it's
0: so cool. And like, oh, right. that's awesome just, yeah. like, just like yeah, us. Yeah. Um, so anyway, Evangeline Lily's great, though. Yeah. I mean, just sure. she fundamentally is. I think she's kind of stole the show. But then again, Michael Douglas and, and, and Paul Rudd are so great, too. It yeah, was really yeah. just a trio, fantastic performance, just fun time. Right, right. Time. Um, Let's talk about the endings, okay? A yeah. little bit. Okay. Um, what are your thoughts on the endings, plural?
1: So, first of all, like you said, that the, um, it was a nice reading expectations when Randall Park doesn't catch them and then uh, releases them. Love that. I also because I was actually really expecting them to, even though it's all and the short. Comics, well, uh, for Janet to come out and be evil and all that, like oh. uh, and like, and I wouldn't have wanted that because it just it would have been unnecessary and like added just one more thing. I don't, that. I, don't I don't need that. I don't need that. And so, but I was kind of expecting it because they kept saying like, you she's know, she's changed, changed she's and dead. even and, when like, she's in yeah. there, she's
0: like, this place has changed. Right, me.
1: right. And I was kind of totally expecting a like you know, her turn on them or whatever and um or like try to You left me. Do somehow. you know how that patch brain right. that was? Exactly.
0: My molecules have been shifting for thirty five years, you will die. Right.
1: And I would have hated that. So I would like I and too. so I'm glad they didn't do that. So I thought that was nice. You got to see the family reunite. Um I like the what, so what did they do with Ghost? I know that like so she oh, gets, so cured, gets cured and then she yes.
0: disappears and then we sort of see right that, we see that in the future. Fishburne oh, goes with her. Right? Goes, well, yeah, yeah he's yeah. with her and he says, "I won't leave you." And also, you know, you need to forgive yourself. Like, yes. you didn't. You didn't mean to do. That. I mean, full, sure. full redemption arc, sure, pretty sure, much. Sure. Not, not. I take that back. Not redemption arc, but you know, she's she's not destroyed by it all again. Right, right you know she hasn't done anything to redeem herself yet but she may in the future maybe not she's not a character i need to see again but she's sure, sure. good in this film sure um what did you think this is a little side note what did you think about the lawrence fishburne twist where you see do you see that coming because i didn't
1: um yeah i thought it was solid but like yeah did you I see guess. it coming not really no yeah
0: i was yeah. surprised when i yeah. saw him pop out yeah like, whoa yeah, yeah. yeah. buddy yeah, you're always a good guy. What's going on? I like well, and
1: I I like how Paul read comments on that. He's like, "No, man, I thought you were cool." Like, yeah, that <laughs> was great. <laughs> that was that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah, that's
0: what we all thought.
1: Oh no, I was I mean, because they in the trailer they built up as like I mean that makes sense that he and Hank have a rivalry, but like yeah, they I wasn't expecting him to be in cahoots with um, Ghost and all that. So. Yeah, yeah, that but, was. But again, they didn't like. They, again didn't make him so far evil or anything like that. Not even at all. I mean, um. Cause at the end they there's redemption there so I just liked how everything was nicely resolved and in a like way that didn't feel super forced um, one thing I wish they hadn't shown in the trailers I mean I know they reveal giant man in civil war and that was awesome but the shot of him going so huge um, by the sea boat, sea boat or whatever when he ca- by the ferry when he catches um, Coggins. That was so cool, and I wish they had just saved it for the movie, because oh. it was so good. Like, oh, and I'm like, I had already seen it in the trailer. In the time.
0: I didn't mention this, but I saw it in IMAX 3D. Oh, cool! And uh, let me just say, totally uh, unnecessary. Yeah, no, I,
1: yeah, I, I, I haven't done the, all the Marvel movies, with the exception of Guardians, have been really unnecessary. I mean, Where I'm not I on went, a 3D anyway. I'm but, not a 3D like, guy.
0: But, but see, here's the thing: when um I was buying tickets, it was Tuesday for the Thursday show. Yeah. And I, or no, the Friday show, and I wanted reserve seating because uh-huh. I want to get. I was getting off work that sure, night. Sure. I needed to be there late. Sure. So I need a reserve seat, and every and the regular screenings were not no, the reserved. Was open, yeah. So yeah. well, no, it's not that it was open. Oh. It was that those don't reserve. Oh, their, gotcha, a general right. admission. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this was reserved. It was a little right, more yeah. expensive. Plus, the screen was massive. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. beautiful. But I, but I mean, the 3D part of it. I was there was Did one get, time, time off, where I flinched. Yeah, where something got thrown at you, and you're like, whoa! Right, that right. was cool. But generally, not I didn't get, Did ahead get, of it. get not on, on this particular. Problem. I
1: have in the past. I just gave up on them because, like, I mean, it doesn't really. I, I've said it before, but like, the only time 3D adds anything to the experience is when it's something like. Avatar or something like that where it's made for that. It has to be filmed. filmed It's not even about
0: made for that. It's about being filmed in 3D or not. Yeah, yeah. Cameras or not. You know what's funny? At the end of the movie, it was like 3D conversion by... Three different full teams converted <laughs> like different parts. Can you imagine how much work that must no, be? And I don't want to. And know. how pointless. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to know. Either.
1: Yeah, because I think I saw the word. I saw one Wonder Soldier um in thirty one time only because the I have friends that the are tickets say, or whatever. Yeah. Right, and I have friends that like they insist on that, and I'm like, God, this is like not only does it add not anything, it's like distracting and just like ruins the experience. Um, but yeah, yeah. yeah I
0: wouldn't go that far but I mean it's certainly not a value for add for ones like
1: that especially when it's a visceral one like yeah, that it's not a value oh add gosh, it's no. not a value yeah, add yeah.
0: it just puts space between yeah, you, and, yeah. you and the action
1: but anyway um, I loved the fairy scene I wish they hadn't spoiled that in the trailer because it was mm-hmm. so cool seeing him like go even bigger than he does in, um, in Civil War and tower over the fairy like that it was just a lot of fun
0: yeah I but think yeah. I'd enjoy watching this one again but you know it, sure. was, it was a cool movie sure okay so um, let's talk post-credit about the big scene. elephant in the room the first post credit scene yep um, we talked about this via text. I don't think about... I don't spend, like, my brain cycles... I don't mean this in any good or bad way. Yeah, yeah. But I don't spend a lot of brain cycles between films thinking about, like, what is going to happen in sure. the overall MCU lore. Sure. If I did, I may have been able to predict this better. That said, I was completely surprised by it, okay. as was a lot of people in the audience. Like, there, it was that same sound that I heard... Okay. When I saw him smiling now in that knowing way, Interesting. when I saw Infinity War at the very end and everyone just started going poof, literally the audience was <gasps> like you could. Hear well, that's it. how
1: it was for Infinity War. Here, there were a few of those, not an overwhelming, because I think uh, I mean that was. I mean, usually I don't try to predict the post credit scenes, but for this one, I, it was kind of. I was like, yeah, they're gonna have one that ties into Infinity War because they have to show you who's disappeared and who's yeah. not. Yeah. Well that's um, the, no, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah.
0: That's that's you you take you're looking at it from a meta perspective of right. the franchise and how it has to be. Right. Um I just didn't that's think that. about I w- it.
1: I, it, it was, I mean, I liked Ali but it was surprising. So everyone disappears except Scott and he's trapped in the quantum realm.
0: And maybe he would have, maybe he wouldn't have had he been out, but yeah. he's not yeah. Out. yeah. So yeah. it's interesting. Um I, I think your prediction and a lot of people's predictions is that in infinity war part two he'll be a full-fledged member and he'll somehow have gotten out without help right
1: and i and well and i think they may be able to use the quantum realm somehow to defeat thanos maybe because like okay uh, there's because there's abilities they can unlock and because like you said if he had been outside of quantum realm he might have disappeared right but because he was in there he's somehow protected they may try to you play off that, that. I don't know yeah. how. But I mean, like, we'll, uh, yeah, like, we'll, I mean, they can yeah, yeah. do whatever they want. It's yeah, a pretty it's, comic book yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah.
0: As long as it has like the just the just the ring of credibility right, to it, right, of credulity, right. I should sure. say. Um, but anyway, so that was that scene was pretty intense. Um, at the same time, before they ever started it, I was like, really, guys. All the drama about the quantum realm and, like, you're just going to, like, build a little mini version and just send them <laughs> in just to go get some particles? Like, isn't there a better way? Like, can't That's, you send in a particle a little, collector? Yeah. Like, does it have to be Ant-Man that goes in? Can it be Ghost that goes in? Collect your own shit. You know what I mean? I get that it's a plot point. So I guess if there's one thing I would say about the overall movie as a whole that annoyed me the most and makes it not, like, oh, my God, this movie just blew my mind is just the, the little, like... Like, why'd you do that? Or that doesn't make sense. Or that's stupid.
1: Well, but like I said, like, with that, and I'm okay with it being the most plot-driven and, like, ridiculous and insane. Because yeah. that's kind of the... It, it fits most here. But
0: also that means that this is a 7.8. It is not a 9.5. Yeah, you know no, what I mean? Fair. Like, that's that's what wanted. that I mean, means had, right, to me. Right, right. I had a good time. But, yeah, yeah. definitely not, like,
1: on the same... Le- anywhere near the same level as, like, Winter Soldier and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But... Incredibly fun. And like yeah, really I, good and time. Yeah.
0: Especially that school scene when he was yeah, running yeah. around. I thought that was You know, was Paul Rudd nice. co wrote
1: it too. He actually co wrote both. He's really yeah, yeah. funny. I mean, there were several really screenwriters on this, but him, one
0: of the Spider Man Homecoming screenwriters, um, and a couple others. He's but, yeah. just, I mean, I just, this is like an all hands on deck. Yeah. MCU is just fantastic. And I'm it. happy for Peyton Reed too,
1: because it's like, I mean, yeah, yeah, he got his big, like, um, big break, I think, with yeah. the first one. And yeah. How,
0: and he knocked out of the Another, park another success. Yeah. I mean, I'd say it's you know, theoretically as good as the first one. I don't think I've maybe enjoyed it quite as much. Okay. But it's definitely as good, if not better. Oh yeah, I, know, know, I you, you know I would say
1: it's better than the first one. Okay. Like, I mean I, I enjoyed the first, the first one. one but again, it's been a while for yeah. me. Yeah. I mean the first one's you see a lot of fun. One, once, right? Yeah, I think at least a couple times. It's okay. still been a while, but like um right. but um first one's still a lot of fun. And even with like first one very, like, cliche villain, but I like that actor a lot, so that's why I enjoy yeah, it. He's yeah, yeah, he's yeah, great. He's great. Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: I like him a lot, too.
1: The other thing, I was listening to Fat Man on Batman the other day, and they said something that, um, so, originally in Civil War, yeah, they did the Giant Man reveal there, and uh, peyton Reed originally wanted to have the giant man happen in this in the ant-man sequel yeah. but they you know they were like hey, it is gonna be kind of pivotal to, or at least yeah. to that scene and all that so they and he's like all right that's fine but they also wanted to have wasp in that battle too and have so do the reveal like her first come out on the suit there and that's where he fought he's like no i'm getting doing that for the sequel like yeah. that's my movie like uh, and um and they, so they, and they let him have that so yeah because right. and that added and it, I'm glad they did because that added more conflict to just have Ant Man there in that battle and then it adds some tension between um him it, and Hope. It's and just all a that. fun it's a action, nice action moment. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Oh man, here <laughs> she is. Right,
0: Sweet. and just give her. Um, yeah, save her in the suit for her own movie. I don't like yeah, that, so, well, that's yeah. the whole thing about it, and I won't go into it big time, but the, the kitchen sink aspect of those team ups just annoys me. It's just too much. It's a just lot. Too yeah. much. The kitchen fucking sink does not need to get thrown
1: Spider-Man in. Spider Man and Giant Man in the same se- or in the same scene, but yeah, you know.
0: it's but, it's crazy. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, and then finally, I talked to a couple people that were super annoyed by the final post credit scene. That was just like oh, that is fucking us so much. dumb.
1: Well, apparently they I didn't even notice, but Jacob said it was in the trailer too. So like that was like really.
0: The ant playing the drums. I mean, I don't, I don't have any problem. It was with any like ten seconds. I'm, yeah. I'm fine with that final scene, but a lot of people are like, that should not have been how it ended. But they wanted to lighten it up because they didn't want Infinity War ending part. No, 2. No, yeah, that's know? not. Well, all the MCU movies generally
1: have a really heavy uh, or like, I mean, a more plot driven post credit scene that sets up a future movie and then a really goofy one. Is know? that right? Pretty much, yeah. Okay, that's how it's been. For, I mean, the first Avengers, it was. Um, they Thanos' first appearance was the first post credited scene, and then the second one is when they're eating shawarma at the bar. Right,
0: um, right. and that's yeah, that's generally how it is. Fair of, enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, anyway, overall, you about where I am? About seven point eight eight? Yeah,
1: I mean, maybe even eight or so. Yeah, or like uh, yeah, eight eight five. You know, yeah, okay. A lot of, I mean, really good time.
0: Yeah, really yeah. fun. Really yeah, yeah. fun. Um, uh, I wish uh, the the freaking Sokovia cores weren't <laughs> cracking down like they are, man. Those <laughs> damn Sokovia Corps.
1: <laughs> Well, Um, now they're kind of done because, like, uh, this because again, this takes place before Infinity War.
0: Now everything is yeah. Are they really though? What made them done? You know, I mean, well, I mean, they're they just decided. Well, half the government are probably dead. That would be bad. It's just that's a movie of course. I I get it that Civil War is a great movie. But, Damn, that conceit annoys me. I mean, it just annoys me. Like, there's collateral damage. 13 people died. Do you realize the power you're playing with? We save the world, sir. Yeah. Do you realize though that there are costs? No! We save the world. Did you hear me? Well, we know Rich is team
1: cap here, so that's good.
0: It's <laughs> ridiculous. It's ridiculous. There's no teams. That's ludicrous. But anyway, alright. Uh, I wish those Segovia chords would go away. Forever sounds like maybe they have with a right? Pretty much. Excellent. Yeah. yeah. Uh, on that note, what? Do you, wow, that's, that snap was loud on the on the mic. <laughs> sorry listeners um race just eliminated half the world yeah yeah, I eliminated half the listeners that's <laughs> yep. sure. okay um so I'm gonna just do my what I'm gonna be playing really quick okay um and just say we're watching and that is the wedding issue of Batman in about okay. three minutes alright um how about you what be are you your checking first out?
1: Tom King Batman issue right
0: I guess so okay
1: alright uh what am I checking out so I'll probably see Mission Impossible then um, I wanna see it too what yeah, is that? that sounds good Few weeks, maybe a couple of weeks. Okay. It's already well. It's already mid July. I don't know. It's got it's a week or two. Okay. Um. What else? I mean, a ton of comics. So it's yeah. That's a you can, li- you can yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll finish Watch World season two.
0: Um, nice. Yeah. Cool. Um. Well, on that note, I am Rich Lepore Kevin Schaefer Oh wait, where can they find us?
1: Uh, you can find us on thejoyofgeek.net for all of our content. Um, thejoyofgaming Yeah.
0: Uh, are at Rich Lapore yeah. at so KW subscribe. Shafe 1019 yeah. yep. no or? just KW Shafe yeah oh, um cool um, yep. we will see you later all right take care bye bye